Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank you for your continued support by bringing you the biggest bath sale ever. Get my six-piece towel sets for the lowest price ever, only $39.96. His and her bathrobes, 50% off. Bath mats for as low as $17.49. And I'm also excited to announce the original My Slippers are back in stock. And now they come in even more colors and wide sizes. They're made with the same great patented technology. And yes, you'll still save $90 a pair. So get the biggest savings ever on bath sheets, bath mats, washcloths, hand towels, bathrobes, slippers, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and get deep discounts on all MyPillow bath products, including our six-piece towel sets. Regular $89.98, now only $39.96. Get all your shopping in while quantities last, so please order now. Serious CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five-star reviews. Can verify authentication. Golden full spectrum. Full panel lab testing. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins. Solvents. Heavy metals. Microbials. Foreign matter. Get serious. Serious DVD. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now.
With that we pay for politicians to reps and then it don't They hooking up their buddies with bitches so they can flow They fly private planes, just getting away They go and have a meetings on the money about us Without a seven knowing, following a cheese and tree Don't worry, it leads political greed Following favors from overseas Government agencies get pimped so they can please Sheeps be heading people showing up all on the TV When the streets get so empty And the sky turns a dark gray And all you see are them flagpoles But no flags giving away Sunshine in these empty streets, just a bunch of empty space. And that's when, and that's when, and that's when the world went to waste.
welcome back, fuckers, to Freedom Gardens. I am V-Lynn, and this is my best friend. Hi, guys. Heather. All right. So uh, Heather's back. If you guys missed the episode two weeks ago, um, when Heather was here with us telling us about her story, um, being forced to take the COVID jab, the, what happened after she got COVID after that, um, her uh, sickness. Yeah. So we put her on a protocol. Yeah. Three eggs a day. I do okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, you like eggs anyway, right? I love eggs. It's, yeah. You know, that's not a problem. It's just sometimes being able to consume. Yeah. But I have to tell you, I graze all day. So okay, distilled water. Yep, doing that with the yeah with the mix. Yeah, yep. and uh, the cardio miracle and the high dose vitamin C and high dose vitamin D. Yes. Okay. It still tastes like dirt, but it it's bearable now. Okay. So, how's it going? I haven't had any down days. I haven't had any um, any symptoms, any shortness of breath, any of that. I'm super energetic. My kids like, what are you doing? You're like up here cooking in the morning before you start work. You're out here fucking all day doing shit while you're working. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, this is the best I felt in a really long time, especially in the last year, because the last year has just been like, I just felt like absolute fucking garbage. So yeah. this has been great. I'm super motivated. I think that, um, what did I say? Monica said that I sound like, she's like, I don't know what Vanessa's giving you to drink, but you are like Monica, I mean, uh, Martha Stewart on Red Bull and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been super motivated, which is what has been pushing me to do what we talked about earlier today with yeah. the farm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Heather has an idea. I've had this and, idea for a really long time. And it's, it kind of actually coalesces with something that's been in the back of my head for a long time. Cause if you guys may know that I grew up basically on the back of a horse. Um, I did competitive equestrian all growing up. I uh, made it all the way to nationals when I was 15 and then had a pretty bad fall resulting in a pretty bad injury that I basically had to heal from myself because I can't have surgery generally because I'm allergic to, you know, everything, everything um, <laughs> as far as synthetics medications go. So no, no surgery for me. No, put me under. No, none of that. Uh, mm, what do you know? Well, that's what happens when you put coffee in yourself like 30 seconds before the show starts. Um, yeah, that's okay. But, uh, but I, 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 we couldn't really afford for me to, you know, compete shit, it's like $120 a class. And I was doing, you know, for a competition and, and I was, was doing like, ago. yeah, 10, 12 yeah. classes a day. Um, not uh, training fees, transportation fees, boarding. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. And so my mom was like, if you're, if you want to do this, really, you need to, you need to help. You need to offset it somehow. Mm -hmm. So I worked out a deal with my trainer, my barn, where I taught, uh, I taught riding, I taught summer camps. Um, I would groom horses for shows. I would braid, braid manes and tails. I mean, that's not cheap. Basically every mane and tail I braided for yeah. a competition paid for one of my classes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, at, you know, I mucked stalls, like I worked my ass off to do what I did. Um, but I always loved teaching horseback riding. And then when I was a senior in high school, um, where we grew up in Danbury, Brookfield, Connecticut, where I grew up, uh, where Mick and I grew up, they have one of the best research and um, I don't even know what to call it, help centers for children with autism. And mind you, I mean, this was, you know, almost 30 years ago now uh, when it was really starting to become a thing. I mean, you know, autism, of course, started after the massive 
vaccine campaign right. rollout and, you know, 1977. Uh, and then 1986, when the act passed and they had no liability, then everything got pushed on everyone. Um, so, you know, by the mid nineties, now you're getting lots and lots of kids with right. autism. Um, so, you know, by like, I think it was 95, 96, I volunteered at the center working with kids with autism. And I mean, they're amazing. Like they're, they're incredible. And they, and it's really interesting. Actually just our friend Liana, who's over, um, she does a show over on Pilled. I don't know if she's in here today uh, or right now, but she has three adult children, right. two non-speakers, one uh, with Asperger's. So one yeah. on the spectrum. Absolutely. Right. Okay. And they're, I mean, and they're, they're in their twenties and thirties. Um, I mean, that woman's a fucking superhero, right? No joke. And she does a six hour show right. every no, day. She's... Yeah. Like she's, she's amazing. But I sent her this that podcast. Just... Yeah. So I, I sent her the, um, the most recent high wire podcast with Del Big Tree, um, because he had someone on, uh, Jamie and JB Healy, I think it is. And they were using, uh, t um, spelling to communicate mm -hmm. for kids with autism. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we were doing that in the late nineties in Connecticut. Like, I don't understand why, <laughs> why it fell away. I, the kids that I was working with in, in 95 and 96, we'd put them in front of, uh, they were in front of the um, like original computers, like IBM oh, computer screens, you know? Yeah. And you know, and they would, they would type to communicate mm -hmm, absolutely, and they would spell to communicate. And I mean, it took, it took a while. It took a lot to get them to the point where they could, you know, we, we start out on, on a big, of course we didn't have the interactive touch screens then. Um, and y'all don't mind my hands. Heather and I had a little <laughs> painting session before we started the show. And, um, I did acrylic pores on tiles that I cannot, I'm covered in paint. So anyway, um, but anyway, so, uh, so my, that's paint, but, um, you know, we, it would took a lot to get these kids to the point where they could use the computer. Mm -hmm. But once they did, I swear, I swear to God on my life that some of them were telepathic. Oh, they have a very, they are very deeply connected oh, yeah. to other people, especially because but they are like the and, kindest, and they sweetest, have, most genuine souls ever. I mean, it, but they were like, one of them on like on one side of the room would type a message and, you know, they'd be connected to a different computer and then someone on the other side of the room would answer the message on their computer, but their computers weren't connected. connected because it didn't work like that back then. Exactly. Yeah. Because we're old. Um, and I was like, yeah. So anyway, it was, it was just, it was absolutely amazing. So I've always wanted, I always wanted to integrate those two experiences that I had working with children with autism and teaching horseback riding because getting children with disabilities um, children with autism, children with Down syndrome to learn how to talk to animals, especially horses and learn how to take care of animals, especially horses can make such an amazing, amazing difference in their lives. Like it's, but you, it can be night and day. So I've always wanted to teach horseback riding to children with disabilities. And I will tell you that it, there are so many studies out there saying how therapeutic it is to work with animals or be around animals mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, people are, you know, charging people to come and cuddle their cows now. This is what so, I do all day. I, so, I, you know, I mean, I cause it's true. I play with like, the chickens and the ducks and the dogs. Know, and you know, yeah, I like animals way better than I like people. Absolutely. Um, everybody, if you don't, then, then you don't belong here. <laughs> just not, not even going to fucking lie to you right yeah, now. Exactly. Um, so I have to actually read this off of here because it generally makes me cry. So mm -hmm. I want to start a nonprofit mini cattle ranch. 
Uh, that's bioregenerating. But I, that'll be your part because you know how much I like dirt. And then <laughs> my part, I want to do hydroponics and aquaponics, self-sufficient family farm slash animal sanctuary. But I want to provide outreach training and alternative housing and employment to survivors of domestic violence and child abuse. I, you know, that's my very big. Yeah. And you all know how we feel about children around here, um, especially with Justin and, you know, the work that he did with uh, children that had been especially sexually abused, sex trafficked, um, man. So, and Heather's been talking about this for a while. She keeps telling me, like, she keeps trying to convince me to move and start a farm somewhere else. And I'm like, dude, I just moved and started a farm here. Dude, you I just fucking, fucking moved here too. I moved across the country. Well, I know, but you know, you moved here for me. Eh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the reason. It's kind of everywhere. That's, right. Like, and you and know, now even, that my kid and my, my you know, husband love you, that's, you know. My, kids, my kid said to me yesterday, the teenager, um, he was like, you know, he's like, wait, wait can we maybe have one more move? In us oh yeah i already told him that <laughs> and i was like and i was like well i mean maybe and he was like can we move to like texas oh god no fuck no <laughs> fuck that there's shit. some really nice places in texas there's really nice you, and it's like no texas is nice too yeah texas is really nice anyway the weed is not legal there i don't want to be anywhere that doesn't have legal fucking weed okay. ever all again right, all right all right i gotcha i, gotcha. I have to feel like a dirty crackhead is like, it <laughs> is it legal in north carolina no See, but it is legal in Virginia, which is a hop, skip, and a jump. Oh, can't mm-hmm. go to Virginia. No, too blue, too blue. I don't want to do. live there. I want to buy my weed there because mm. it's a, it's okay. fully legal. Whatever. Anyway, whatever. Um, Hydroponic farm. I'm gonna grow that shit myself. We'll get to it. Yeah. So anyway, so he was like, well, you know, I was like, well, you know, may, maybe if everybody hadn't already hadn't recently moved like back from all over the country to be, be near us, we probably move, would have moved out of state uh, okay, well, first when we all, moved oh, a year no, ago. No, 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 here, no. Bitch. It wasn't just you. I tried before it you was, sold that house. It was my parents. Think oh, about yeah. it. I know. My parents moved here, right? Mm-hmm. Then um, Katie, her right. husband moved here, right? Yep. Mick's best friend Mark moved here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you moved here. Yep. Uh, like... Oh, I know. Uh, you know, Margaret moved here. Like every, right. you know, everybody's come to us. Right. How can I just like pack up and, you know, be like, all oh. right, we're out. Like we'd move to fucking Arkansas. So first of all, Arkansas is not a problem. bad idea either. I don't have that problem. I just so, pack up and move anywhere. And don't get fucked. To this end <laughs> though, Heather is starting a 501c. I am uh, in the process of starting a 501c3. I've already Whatever. started a uh fundraiser because guess what it's not fucking cheap to do that stuff not profit um grant right i've literally created a facebook page on i want to say wednesday yes wednesday and then by thursday morning i had grant writers in my fucking inbox left and right wanting to work with me saying that this is like one of the best initiatives that they've heard of there's no problem that i couldn't get funding and i stopped him right there i said absolutely I want grant funding. I said, but I do not want anything remotely re- related to government funding at all. I don't want it from, no offense, guys. I don't want it not from. Not at all. Nah, no one's going to take offense fuck, around here. Not even a fucking dime. Those bitches are not going to be involved in anything that I do after they fucked up my body. We're not fucking doing that. I'm not playing that game. I did this shit for the last 25 years working in the healthcare industry and in the pharmaceutical industry. If you're grocery store receives food stamps and they accept food stamps, I promise you they force every one of their fucking employees to get that vaccine because it is mandated. If you receive any government funds at all, you get the jab, right? So I, and they're like, oh, but you're cutting off so many possibilities. I said, I'm from fucking Vegas. I said, I am very well aware 
that all of those big ass corporations have to give away X amount of money every year to maintain their tax exempt status. I said, there is no fucking reason why I can't get only private grants. I do not want anything from the government at all. Because first of all, our company, our fucking country's broke and I don't need, I don't need a handout. I just want somebody to have the same fucking mission I do. Yep. I'm going to be putting in the work. I'm trying to get this bitch to go with me. I need, I need two fucking founders to do this with me. And I want it to be you. And I want it to be my friend, Courtney. Yep. You met her at the wedding. Yep. She's also very familiar with horses. She too grew up, but she grew up taking care of chickens and goats and horses. And she used to go horseback riding and all the fucking good shit, just like you. So she is very enthused because yes, like me, she hates her fucking job. <laughs> we, we all hate our fucking job. I love my job. My God, I'm, you I'm already doing what you want to do. So <laughs> I'm just saying, I just, I've just been doing this for too long in the pharmaceutical industry. I am not benefiting anybody. So I said, you know what? This is something that is very close to me. Like I have, and I've, how many strays have I taken in over the oh years? My God. Oh my God. I've taken in so many people all the time and it doesn't always work out. Right. Because right? people too. are fucking assholes. How and, many fucking cats have you had? <laughs> oh God. No, we don't want to talk about it. I love fucking, I used to do St. Bernard <laughs> Rescue. I am all about fucking taking care Dude, of some shit. You know, if we do this, I we, want my animals. We are going to have so many damn animals. I want 150 acres. What the fuck are you talking about? 150 acres? Oh, dude. You know, we make it have a I cow. Will, oh my God. Oh, I'm going to have my Mickey's mini cows. Have you looked at my this, micro you know mini this? Have you seen my micro mini cows? I already tried talking to him. He's a dick. He's like, I don't want to fucking move. <sighs> Tell me you can have a cow. Listen here, fucker. A literal cow. He'll be happy. He wants I a cow. Show, I sent him my pictures. He's like, those are just retarded goats. Fuck you well you can all, have a full-size cow you can have you're gonna have first of all you can have a full-size you cow can, first of all because you know i will not eat anything that i take care of absolutely no fucking way my little my little cows are to be there to help people with their mental health and teach them how to do something that can make them feel good about themselves you guys will raise the shit you can raise the shit that we eat uh, okay yeah, i'm not like no yeah because these things are like the size of Great Danes. They're fucking adorable. So basically, they're the cutest like, fucking thing on the planet. Oh, um, all right. So, did you pull up a picture? You got to show them a picture. These fucking things are amazing. All right. This has been my dream for what so long. What is it long. called? A miniature. It's cow? a mini Highland cattle. I mean, you know, I got a bazillion pictures. Mini Highland cattle. If okay. you just pull up any mini micro, you can put micro mini. They're even fucking smaller, um, and they come not just Highlands. They have all kinds of different ones. They have they have Jersey cows that are minis. They have. They're, they're, oh, see, there's my picture right there. That's the one on my fundraiser. The one up there on the left. Okay. With the on. little white guy in the front. So fucking cute. All right. Let me. And it's not racist. They're all different colors. <laughs> they're not, not just the white ones. <sighs> oh, you're too funny. I'm equal opportunity. I'm on all the cows and the little pigs. I want the little pigs too. You know, I don't like, I don't want things that are bigger than me. And everything's fucking taller than me. So I really just. <laughs> I want little animals that I can take care of and I can, you know, teach other I mean, you are fun-sized, so. Yes. Okay. My personality is super-sized. <laughs> this is true. Yes. Like Mickey. All right. Yes. I told you, you married the male version of me. This is true. All right. Miniature cows. So you want to raise mini cows. Oh, you see those ones right there with the white, with the black ears and all those. So that's like a good, broad picture of what they look like, the different kinds. There's... Oh, so many different kinds. I actually was watching you know, all Taylor and I do now at night when he gets home from work because he's super excited about this. He is so supportive. I have to tell you, I'm pretty sure everybody else 
that I know thinks I'm fucking crazy, but he's so supportive. And he just, he's, he's like, oh, that's so great. You want to help people. He's like, I want to play with the animals. He wants, he wants to learn how to take care of the animals. And he's, okay. you know, that makes so much sense for him. So we're going to have horses and cows and cats and dogs and chickens All and the ducks. And, and then I'm going to have my hydroponic aquaponic mm-hmm. 60 by 80 building to myself. Okay. So I can do that part. I like the mm-hmm. science aspect of it. I like fucking with shit like that. I don't like dirt, as we've talked about before. Okay. And the yield of hydroponic and, and aquaponic uh, produce is very, very large. And because it's indoors, yeah, uh, you can grow anything all year round. You don't have to worry about it being in season. You I mean, I do like my lettuces because they... Oh, I can grow lettuce. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I yeah. got all the plants. Taylor and I are going to actually start building my greenhouse tomorrow. Nice. Um, but you know, I have all the, I, I have all the ideas. I just, uh, I need somebody taller than me to help me out with that. And Taylor's like seven feet tall. So, <laughs> yeah, so. she's like four foot I'm something nice. and he's like seven feet tall yeah. and they like, she, he's literally like, she fits on oh, know, under like, his you arm. Totally just like show it's them ridiculous. That. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now that is bullshit. Yes. He's tall. And when I stand up next to him and we're both on our feet, I only come up to his nipple. But if we are both on our knees in the pool, per se, I come up to his nose. So he just has long calves. He's not really tall. He just has abnormally long calves. That's what I think it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm perfectly proportioned. Thank you. All 62 inches of me. <laughs> to five foot two. Good job. All right. So um, so you, you want to start You want to start a farm? I do. I want to start a farm, but I don't want it to just, like, yes, I want a farm. You know, I yeah. hate I, I bitch all the time about how, you know, all of these diseases and everything is all because we're using processed food and all this other bullshit. It is. But also, let's be real. When the shit hits the fucking fan, who's taking, like, the fuck? Who's going to be taking care of us? Nobody. Yeah, Absolutely we, well, fucking nobody. Well, also need and, a studio because another aspect of this is we should continue we this and teach people how to, how to do this. Yes. So I, like I said, I want to start off where we're getting the farm together and I want to have about half a dozen auxiliary auxiliary dwelling units so the adus and the reason why i want to do adus is because it's not attached to any foundation um so it's not considered a a single family home or it doesn't it doesn't impact the property it doesn't impact the property insurance it's because it's based since you can pick it up and move it it's not considered a house right it's it's a portable fuck it's like a fucking rv you just take it and go and actually i found some really awesome ones because i've you know me, I love a tiny house. I wanted to park one in your driveway and kick everybody out of my house and go live in the tiny house, right? Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Um, because I literally only need my bedroom and a bathroom <laughs> and a little kitchen. That's all I need to survive. I don't need a big-ass house. But um, I think the idea with the ABUs is I want to start off with six of them. This way we're offering, a play, you know, off the bat, since yeah. this is what I want to do. Like, oh, yes, I want to have a farm and play with the animals. But my biggest thing is that there are so many women out there, and, and this is not limiting it to women i'm just saying in general there are so many people out there that don't just have kids that are in abusive relationships and they don't want to leave there are women out there that are definitely older than us and even older that Mm -hmm. are still in a still in a shitty abusive situation because they don't know how to get out or there are no resources or everybody you know people like especially older than us they're you know they're programmed that uh broken home well i can tell you right now a broken home has absolutely zero to do with how many parents are in the home True. Absolutely zero. There's you can have two parents, you can have a male and a female, two females, two males. I don't give a fuck what you have. Having two parents means absolute nothing. I have look at my son. Yeah. 
No, it's, it's about the relationship between those parents. Absolutely. Not, not just about their presence. Right. And he suffers from anxiety because I had really bad anxiety and he, yeah, some of the triggers that I have, he has, right. And I feel Mm -hmm. bad, but also, you know, you don't think that you're doing those things. You don't realize how much your fucking up your own kids, how much trauma that you have in, and your, your triggers and how you react to things really does affect them. Everybody's like, Oh, well you didn't beat, they didn't beat DJ. They didn't do this. And DJ had all the toys and all the friends and all of this and all of that. Well, because we didn't fucking teach him the value of things. We gave him everything because I grew up fucking, I was homeless. Like I, you know, wanted to give him the world. And well, that was a mistake. Um, (laughs) Just so you know, take it from me guys, make those little fuckers work for something. Um, So, and then, you know, growing up where I grew up from, my incubator was fucking absolutely wired wrong. And it's taken me a really long time because that is definitely where my PTSD originates from, right? Yeah. So it's taken me a really long time and about a good... Well, your your mother was legitimately the devil's mother-in-law. She's so yeah. God damn it. I yes. When they say only the good die young, they're fucking lying. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God it's been like 12 years now. I think 10? How long has it been? I don't know. It hasn't been long enough. Anyway, I've been paying for storage for what, 12 years now? That's where that bitch has been. For. She didn't die young enough. No. Anyway. Uh, so I, you know really think that uh, these women have, these people just in general have, they have this stigma, like they don't want to break up their home. They don't want to do this. Or, you know, when they leave and we call them victims, that is the worst thing you can do to somebody. When you call somebody a victim, you are basically telling them flat out to their face that they're worthless, that they are broken, they are damaged and that they have no purpose. Yeah. That they're completely fucking useless. I've been but if problem you tell, with but today's the, society is that everybody acts the victim and expects everybody to cater to them. And Bitch, what did I tell you? I told you not to get me on a roll today. No, no. That's kind of the point of this is to get you on a roll. That's the point. Um, what is the name of your Facebook page? Because I'm going to put it up. Here. It is Mama H's Farm for a Better Tomorrow. So it's exactly how it says. So M-A-M-A and then you know, H. Better, for a better tomorrow. It's, uh, I think I sent you the link on your phone. No, I sent you the, the, uh, because yeah, I don't have Facebook. I'm, so like, it's not Facebook. Fucking, yeah. I'm like, I have to be your Facebook representative. And that's what DJ said. DJ's like, what are you doing posting that stuff that Vanessa gave you? I was like, well, Vanessa can't fucking post it. I was like, and let me tell you guys, okay, because I don't know if you guys remember from like two weeks ago when I was like, I don't want to drink that fucking news. Uh huh. Right. So, but, and I do not support things or promote things. I don't care how much I like my friends if I don't believe in it. So I got on Facebook knowing that this bitch can't see it. And I let everybody know, first of all, you cannot change my mind. All supplements taste like fucking dirt. I have not changed my mind. I am just acclimating to this shit. But I have to tell you right now, I cannot thank this bitch enough for making me drink her nasty fucking dirt water because it has made a huge difference. For my son to be like, you seem so energized. You seem so motivated. He's like, you should constantly fucking doing something. And I was like, I was like, dude, I don't know. I'm just going to take it while I got it because it could go away at any fucking time. You just never know. Because I never cardio know. miracle, people. That shit. Defiantmiracle.com. It, <laughs> it tastes like dirt, guys. Just remember. Defiantmiracle.com. I, I tried to fake it by putting it in a fucking smoothie. And then I told you how pissed off I get whenever I make extra unnecessary fucking dirty dishes. So after yeah. like three or four days of having to wash the fucking blender, I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm so just going just to put it in the fucking distilled water. Fine. And then I was just like choking it down the first day. Ugh. But like, I just, think it, like, it tastes I just, better but, when you add the vitamins to the, uh, the, yeah, I, well, and I keep those, it. and I keep those yeah. in the fridge. Right. Yeah. And, it, and normally I like to drink things at room, like water based at room things temperature. at room yeah. temperature. Me too. Not this shit. Though. No, no. You got to drink this it cold. This just got to be cold. Got to drink it's it gotta cold. got to be cold. Yes. 
so I actually, like I said, I have, um, my husband is taking it too. I literally only was only doing it once a day, even though it says twice a day, it's you gotta work up to really it. hard for yeah. me to do that since I did have that gastric surgery. So I have a very limited amount, but I also think that that might be a contributing factor too, as to why I feel so good because I have had the gastric sleeve surgery, even though I, they haven't rerouted anything. They literally just, you know, took off a portion of my stomach yeah. and tossed it. Um, I don't absorb things or I don't absorb nutrients the same way I did before. Right. And yeah. I also by them removing 85% of the stomach, they, you lose 85% of those absorption. Uh, well, that, also the receptors that tell yeah. you that you're hungry. Yep. So I have to force myself to eat most of the time, which is why I smoke. Yeah. As soon as I can. So I can eat something. Right. So, uh, I think that that is probably also helping, but I was telling Taylor, I was like, you know what? You always want to say it's my surgery. That makes me feel bad. I said, but I want you to think about this. I said before we bought this house in 2021, June of 2021. I said, we were already living in Savannah for 10 months. I said, and I didn't have this. I said, I got sick after that first vaccine. Yep. I said, and then the second one was just kind of like, eh, mm -hmm. right? I said, if you look back, I was like, the whole time we lived in Savannah and the whole time we lived together in Washington and I had the surgery in 2018, I said, I never had any of these symptoms. I said, I didn't get this until... Like I got sick the first time with the first vaccine. And then by the time I got the COVID, even though the COVID part wasn't terrible, it was the residual effects, the long-term effects from it that have really, and he's like, he's looking, he's like, you know what? You're right. He's yeah. like, he's like, I do always kind of blame everything on your surgery. And I was like, it's, but I mean, yeah, there are some things for fucking sure that you can blame on my surgery, but that is not one of them. Like this has definitely been something. So like I said, I don't promote things that I don't believe in. And if she didn't make me drink this shit, I wouldn't be feeling this good. And it's been what, two, three weeks now? Two, two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks, exactly, today, yeah. two weeks today. Yep. Right. And I just started drinking two, the second, the second one one. day yesterday, yep. last night. So like I said, it's better cold guys. <laughs> so Taylor's been like choking. I guess Olivia asked him, she's like, Oh, Taylor, is it really as bad as Heather says? He's like, takes like fucking dirt. Right. So <laughs> I was like, okay, not just me. I'm so glad. And I'm so glad that fucking, he thinks it's nasty too. He doesn't like it. I, I he doesn't mean, like it. He's like, Heather's fucking terrible. I know, but you get used to it. You do get used to it. But I was, since I was only drinking it once a day, he's only been drinking it once a day. And he was like, well, do you feel any better? And he's like, I don't know. I said, well, you haven't, I, you haven't had like any major shortness of breath lately because you know, he's a freaking lightweight. Every time he smokes, he's like, can't breathe. Big pussy. Um, <laughs> but also we normally, I know bullshit. We, yes, I wake up at the butt crack of dawn for naps. No reason. Dude, I slept until 8 15. I know. This morning. I told, I told Taylor, amazing. I was like, I hope she's feeling okay. Normally I get up at 5 30 and but I, I go to sleep at like eleven. And since I've been sick, it's just been, you know, like that's not enough sleep for me. Um, I mean it's not enough sleep for me anyway. So I mean I got a solid, like, rag in the morning. Nine hours of sleep. Um, I'm a straight up cunt in the morning. Fucking rag, bro. So yeah. Um, so anyway, I uh I was like, well, you haven't done this. I was like, and you know what? I said. For the last year, we have been no shit going to bed. Like, my glasses are off. And he he always knows the sign. He's like, oh, as soon as the glasses come off. And she rolls over to her right side. That's it. Don't let her fucking lie to you. She is not watching TV. She's going to sleep. <laughs> You're going right? to bed. Yeah. Right? But we've been going to bed at 7 o'clock at night. Because we're fucking physically exhausted for like the last almost year. Like I said. So, and... And I don't sleep very well to begin with. So that yeah. also indicates that I'm going to be up in 
four hours and then again in three hours. And you know what I mean? Because I just I've never been able to sleep through the night. Not yeah. because, yeah, you know, whatever. Long before it was nightmares and now it's whatever. So but Taylor also was struggling with sleep. Like he just wasn't fucking sleeping. Like he's been getting up at one and two o'clock in the morning for months because he just can't sleep. Like, even though he, he can't get comfortable, he has even more joint pain than he did before. And I said, well, you've noticed we've been staying up until like, don't laugh at me, you fuckers. And we've been staying up until like nine o'clock every night. Hey. <laughs> but uh, also, since I've been drinking this, yeah. I wake up every day between four and five and I am just dying for him to wake up so I can turn on the light and start fucking around on my phone. <laughs> and, you know, looking up fucking grants and all this other bullshit because I have been on a fucking roll now for like, a little over a week. I made this. We were he, we were at TJ Maxx and he bought me this journal and it was really pretty. You know how I like stuff like this. So yeah. Like that. And I was like looking at it and like one of the first um, pages was just like, uh, what's the like what's the goal? Like what's the end result that you're looking for? Right. I didn't yeah. even write in this book. I haven't even gotten home yet. And I was we were driving home and I was just like looking at it. And I was like looking at the shit that it said. And I was like that was it. I was like I'm fucking done with this. I said we're doing it. I said I'm making it happen this fucking year. I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I was like, I hate my fucking job. I wake up every day and I'm just like, oh, fucking Jesus Christ. And it's not because the people are not bad. Don't get me wrong. My boss is fucking amazing. I really hope he doesn't hear me on the show. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. He's Don't really, he's really awesome. He's probably one of the better. And I've worked for every fucking buddy. So he is probably one of the better supervisors that I have. He's very hands off. He's very like, I can talk to him exactly how I'm talking to you guys. But I also make that very clear that I... Yeah, have no filter. So he's great. But like I said, I'm not benefiting anybody. Nothing that I'm doing throughout the day is even remotely satisfying. And I'm just like, you know what? It's just, I just, this is not, I like, we were not fucking put here to do shit we hate. Absolutely. The shit that makes you fucking cry, the shit that you fight for, the shit that you yell about, the shit that fucking enrages you when you're driving down the street and you see somebody fucking smack a bitch in the face. Motherfucker, that is the shit. Whatever it is that makes you fucking hated like i get i said that's the shit that you're supposed to be doing that's the shit you're supposed to fix you know there's a i worked at i used to work for hilton before i worked for marriott um and of course everything's franchised so i didn't work directly for hilton but anyway um and i i started at a hilton property in savannah and i started on the front desk worked my way up to um actually assistant revenue yeah, manager absolutely. and i was revenue manager for five hotels literally the only other person i know that's like me <laughs> uh and, and i did it in like two or three years with no previous hotel experience and uh, i was the only person who could work with the director of revenue the the revenue right. the actual revenue manager right um he was actually he ended up being the cfo of the company but at the time he was the director of revenue because he was a fucking dick because he was a dry drunk right <laughs> That's the worst. When you quit drinking, hey. seriously, when you, no, when you quit drinking without support, when you, Oh, that's a totally different story. That's, that's what they call a dry drunk. Absolutely. Okay. Dry drunks are fucking nasty. I'm oh, sorry. I am. You have to like, you need support I, when you go through something like that. So he was such a, he was such a dick, but I didn't put up with his bullshit. Okay. So I was fine with him being a dry drunk. You can be a dick all you want. I can be a dick was, too. That was the only, that was the only one I could handle. Okay. Then he quit smoking and his wife got pregnant oh, all Jesus in fuck. like the same month. Okay. That fucking bastard. Poor guy. So he couldn't be mean to his wife. So instead he was just fucking just nasty, nasty to at me. work. Fucking nasty. And, and Mick came home from deployment and, uh, 
and I think it was like the third day in two weeks that I came home literally in tears. And that's not like you. You and don't let people. Get it to is you. really hard it to is, make I don't cry. Get, I mean, this bitch like, makes me cry. But yeah, she, you, I, I mean, I, you, I mean, you guys have seen me cry. Obviously, I I weep over Justin. Are, it's an Asbury revival. I mean, but you know, but. For someone like you can't be mean to me and make me cry. Like that just that doesn't happen. No, right. Because chances are we will both be meaner. Yeah. It's just exactly. how it works. <laughs> like, like try me, I have, bitch. I have a, game I have on. a very thick skin. You can't come at I don't give a fuck. You can come at me all you want, I don't give a fuck. But but, but I worked for him for like at that point. Well, at that what, point you four, probably feel like you years, have like a relationship right? with yeah. him and he wouldn't treat you like an absolute exactly. garbage. Yes. Right? I mean, I was his work wife. Right. Right. Like right. I was a yeah, work no, wife. Absolutely. That's what it was. I like having a work wife. I'm, I miss that. I'm an excellent work wife. I am too. I really am. So I was the best work wife to my GM at my, my the Marriott. Anyway. I um, missed it the other day. I told Taylor, we were sitting at the table and I was like, babe, he's like, what? I was like, I need a wife. He's like, what? <laughs> work wife. I was like, I need a housewife. I didn't, I was like, I need a wife. No, understand. But yeah. So anyway, I, three days, three days and two weeks, I came home crying and Mick looked at me and he was like, just fucking, fucking quit. quit. Just fucking quit. Just fucking quit. Nothing is worth this. He was like, it's not, it's not fucking worth it. Mm -mm. Like you don't make that much money. And I mean, and even if you did, there's no salary in the world that is worth yeah. making me feel and like it's that. Not, it's not, it's not fucking worth it. And I, I tell you, I was like, you, you are absolutely right. And I went, I called my cousin who actually worked there too. Mm -hmm. And she and I went back there at fucking 10 o'clock at night and like cleared out my whole <laughs> office. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually if we waited till the night audit came in like 11 o'clock at night, we cleared out the whole office and I, um, left a, a note, a letter in the, um, the, the mailboxes of the vice president of the company and the, uh, general manager of the hotel mm -hmm. and the director of revenue and basically told him to fuck off. Um, that, you know, sorry. So here's my thing. So exactly. You're not a doormat, but yeah. my biggest thing is like, you know how, <sighs> This passive, this new passive aggressive management style that really fucking pisses me off. Like you, they, everybody, and I'm, we're experiencing this at Taylor's job, right? So they, instead of saying, pulling you aside and being like, hey, you know what? You have to be on time. And, and when you're here, you have to do your fucking job, yeah. right? Instead, they have them all stand up in a meeting and they're basically just throwing out this blanket whoever's not doing this and this, you know, this needs to be done, but they never call out the person. Right. So they are literally punishing everybody many and not holding anybody and not holding anybody accountable. Right. So I just, I am a fucking firm believer that if you leave somewhere, if you fucking hate, I have put, I have <laughs> resi resigned effective immediately twice yep. as a professional. Yep. I mean, when I was a fucking teenager or, you know, a yeah, new mom like working at fucking about, pizza yeah. hut, fuck you. I'm yeah. out. Right. But as a professional in the last, since I moved here, moved back down here, I have effective immediately walked out of the hospital mm -hmm. and at my last job, because there is no amount of money on this fucking planet that allows <laughs> anybody to send, to be disrespectful <laughs> to me. So I think when you leave somewhere, please, by all means, don't be a fucking pussy about it. Fucking tell them. Tell oh them, yeah. Tell them why you left. If you don't, if you're not, if you're worried about burning a bridge, I get it. Don't but I love to burn bridges nope. and I love to tell people how fucking shitty they are. <coughs> I am really fucking good at it. I really am. I mean, okay. I, I, so, I actually, I went back to that job. Like, I mean, I didn't go back, I back, but job. I went to visit them probably two, three years later. Mm -hmm. And I made, you know, I made amends with my old boss and he apologized to me and he was like, I'm so sorry. I was a fucking asshole. And anyway, he, he actually ended up dropping dead. Um, he died suddenly shortly after getting the job. First of all, I don't know how many times I can say this. The way people treat you has absolutely nothing to do with you. And it has everything to do with how they feel about themselves. Yep. 
There is zero wrong. There's zero things wrong with you. If you let people make you, if people make you feel like shit and they're fucking assholes to you and they fuck you over and they do the, the things that they are doing to you is how they feel about themselves. You can't, you can't own that. And that is the problem. And that is one of the main things. That's why, you know, I love working with teenagers and all of that stuff. And I think it's really important. A lot of people don't get that. You know, like I said, they get the stigma of this is a broken home or mm -hmm. you're a victim or why didn't you leave sooner? Or everybody has something to fucking say, right? But nobody ever is like, good job, you fucking left, right? Yeah. Nobody ever says, good job, you fucking left. Yeah. They're like, oh, why did you leave? He was such a good guy. Fuck you. You didn't live with him. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole thing. Like, nobody really pays. Like, they always want to make the person who left the problem, right? Why did that person leave? Just because somebody <laughs> looks good outside or looks sometimes good on paper? They, I mean, sometimes, sometimes it's nothing. Sometimes it's not even physical. Honestly, like, look at how you never emotionally know. abusive people can be. Look at how my mother was. Like, that fucking bitch, that she was the fucking trifecta. She fucked us up physically, mentally, emotionally, however the fuck she could, right? That was her. She was the biggest bully I ever met in my life. You never know what goes on in someone's relationship. Ever. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Because, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have said to me, why haven't you left? He's such a fucking asshole. Why <laughs> haven't you left? And I'm like, excuse me? You have no idea. He's, no idea. He's I, I mean, not that I haven't told you. I mean, like, bitch, you is, put up with a lot of shit, but, but if I didn't know him literally and love him. the sweetest, most He's got your considerate, back. loyal. Yes. I, I could yes. not ask for a better, no. a more loyal husband. Right. Absolutely. People don't see I that. I couldn't they be see, married to somebody like him. All, all they see is, is the they, outside. Like, okay, like me. Everybody's they, like, they Heather, why are you themselves. so mean? I'm like, this out the fuck. I'm not being fucking mean. I said, I just don't sugarcoat shit. If you're fucking doing dumb shit, I'm going to tell you doing dumb shit. I don't give yeah. a fuck who's around. And they're like, but you guys sound like you don't like each other. I'm like, you have no fucking idea. I was like, Taylor makes me a nicer person. Like mm -hmm. there is no fucking, you know that that's true. That it's not a fucking lie. Like he, I, he gets the, Nick the makes me a fucking saint. So I'm good with I that. I mean, in comparison, like if you had to like, really come on, <laughs> um, he's, and he's, and he's awesome, but let's be real. My relationship with Taylor is the only type of relationship that I can ever have. Right. Because he is the nicest, kindest, most supportive, sweetest person on the planet. That's because you are an alpha and you do not know how to give up any control Absolutely at any not. point ever. <laughs> no, because it has to be done right. <laughs> I was independently owned and operated for long enough. I and I, you know, like when you grow up in a household where you have to be, I fucking paying rent, paying the rent with my sister at 17 years old, you know, like my mom didn't do anything. So I had to learn how to be an adult and be sufficient right off the bat because you know what? Nobody else is going to fucking do it for you. Yep. Obviously, because the people who were supposed to be doing it weren't fucking doing it. And so that's why I don't ever put anybody in a position where they can fuck up my life. I don't care how much I love you. Yeah. I can't do that. Like I will fuck up my life. Oh, good on my own. I'm really fucking good at that shit. I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking done. And I just, I'll sell everything. I'll fucking pack up my shit and I will move someplace else. Whenever I fucking, I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking done with this shit. I fucking hate this place. Like whatever it is. Not because, but because I haven't found the place that's home. Right. Other than being in your house, I, no matter where you live, yeah. like Taylor said, he's like, Heather, I can't go into the kitchen and get them. Get, I was like, get the fuck, I'm not fucking, I'm not your fucking maid. Go get your own goddamn fucking coffee. <laughs> do you mean they have the same coffee pot we do yeah. why do i have to fucking Please. make it my home, he, home and he's like i don't know them like that and i'm like well you better get used to it because she's a horrible fucking host bro she's worse than me <laughs> i hardly ever feed this bitch, I, should, this bitch. I brought my i bought, you brought, a brought bag today. Own food. i brought a dr pepper and a fucking tupperware full of taquitos because i knew she wasn't gonna feed me well, um, that's because all I have in this house. Oh, is she's like me. She only buys fucking meals, right? We buy shit to make dinner. I, we buy, we I like buy whatever. I buy snacks. Listen, they're not. 
I buy I snacks, you talking about snacks. every don't even two have sandwich weeks. Shit. Well, because the kids don't eat sandwiches. So what's the what fucking fuck point? wrong with these kids? What's the point of buying sandwiches? I love when the fucking boys sandwiches. Don't eat sandwiches, right? I love fucking I don't know sandwiches. what to tell you, but I, I, I buy snacks. I buy what I consider to be like at least a week's worth of snacks. Like fucking okay, you six bags of potato boys. chips, a fucking 24 pack of popcorn. And um, I, I don't, you know, uh, like a, a big thing of cookies, a thing of saying. bananas, a five pound bag of oranges, a three pound bag of apples and two boxes of strawberries. And the bitch is gone in like fucking two days. And I'm like, okay, I'm not fucking <laughs> buying anything else. Okay. You sound just like weeks. You sound just like me. So now you can fucking starve. I only had one biological teenager in my house okay i used to feed anywhere from six to ten teenage boys every weekend at my house and they those and they smoked so they fucking ate everything right literally fucking everything so i'm used yeah. to that dj well i dj will still eat everything all right but it's really hard him and taylor both like it's really hard well, to, and you have two boys he's and, seven feet tall and, and my, even, one of my boys is six feet tall and, and you're a fucking hollow leg like maybe Nick doesn't have like he may not be a large person. And the most insane he, metabolism you've ever seen in your entire that, life. But that's how it is for Taylor too. Like if he he's like, Ugh. I'm like, do you need a Snickers? <laughs> I'm like, do you need a Snickers? I was like, because you're being a real fucking bitch right now. Yeah. Or he deflates like the fucking flailing arm man that you see outside, uh -huh. and then they turn it off and it goes the like Gumby. I'm like, yeah. that's what happens to you when you don't eat. And he's like, what? And I'm like, oh my god, you're like, you're. I'm watching you deflate right now. You're pissing me off. Just what? Like you, you're giving me low blitcher. Looking to eat something, right? I yell at him all the time. I'm like, you have to eat. You can't. I was like, you know, you need to eat. That's why he's lost so much weight. But since he had COVID, he just has like no appetite. So, as we noticed, I asked him. I was like, oh, he had, he had. We had dinner last night, right? And then, which literally means nothing. And then I get up and I have a bowl of cereal because that's always my go-to right after I eat dinner. I'm like, oh, I'm done with this. And then fucking five minutes later, I'm in the kitchen getting a bowl of cereal because all I do is graze all day. Well, he's in there already with me. And yeah. he and I had like three bites of my pork chop and two mouthfuls of macaroni and cheese and I was done. It was a wrap because that's all I can eat. And then I'm ready to move like 10, 15 minutes later. I'm ready to get something else to eat. Well, he ate a full ass motherfucking meal and the rest of my food and still got up with me and went to the kitchen and made himself two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then I was done eating my snack and he got up and got two more fucking snacks after that. And I was so like, he's getting his appetite. I was back. like, you're getting your, I was like, man, you're That's fucking eating He's like, you're going to go eat again. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, you just ate three times before I even got up to go get anything. I haven't even put my fucking bowl up. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I was like, so maybe you are feeling better. I was yeah. like, now you're fucking eating me at a house and home again. I said, you better start forking up some money for the groceries, homeboy. Like, no shit, right? <laughs> you, better get the, you better get out there and help me build this fucking greenhouse. Like, <laughs> you're damn skippy. I'm like, because I can't afford to feed you fucks. Because fucking food is ridiculously expensive. It really I, is. I finally got DJ to be accepting of Kroger band items. Like, yeah. I was like, I was it's like, I know you're same such a dick. place. It's literally the same <laughs> thing. He'll yell at me. Mom, you got the Kroger Ram Pop-Tarts. I'm like, and? He's like, well, they were good. And I was like, well, they're way fucking cheaper than the regular pop charts. And he's like, yeah, I guess shit is getting really expensive. And I was like, yeah, motherfucker, I've been telling you to the household, so don't yeah. bitch about what you're eating. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's not even that. Like, it's just, it takes, people just don't get it. Like, they're like, when I say certain things to people and I'm like, uh, are you aware of how expensive, like, 
my aunt. She's like, what the fuck do you mean eggs are $20? I said, bitch, you fucking kidding me, right? Why do you think we go to Vanessa's house and get eggs? I was like, she got too many fucking eggs and I don't have enough. So I go over there. I was like, because I used to spend 10 or $12 for a 60 pack of fucking eggs, right? And I would buy two of those a month. Now it's $7 for a 12 pack. Now it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. The same with, I would buy 10 pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breast from fucking Sam's Club for like $18. That motherfucker is $28.95 right now or 97 whatever the fuck that weird Sam's Club shit yeah. is. They have a fucking funky number on the end, right? I'm yeah. like this. And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I was like, I don't think you understand how expensive yeah. it is to be a fully full-on fucking adult and have to support a whole And it's so much more expensive to eat real food than it is to eat processed food, and that's the whole fucking point. Well, that is the point, because they're make. well, I'm sorry, businesses can't fucking make money if they, if you're eating the good shit, like, when you can't, it's cheaper to go to, okay, so not here, but when I lived in Vegas, like, I would be flat-ass fucking broke, but -hmm. if I had 10 bucks, I could go get 10 fucking McDoubles from McDonald's, you know what I mean? Like, I would still be able to have something to eat to give my kid or whatever food. and that's not food but it, i couldn't afford to go get like real food yeah you know like real there food's were expensive being a single mom and then sometimes you know i did lose my job yeah after my mom died or whatever it was like a big fucking thing and it's just like fuck man and i am one of those people you know i'm not gonna take help from anyone. i'm like we're gonna make this fucking work bitch <laughs> like, yeah. you're gonna figure it out and i always do but people just don't realize like it's really fucking expensive to you know and it, to just not even have a good time like it's not even fucking fun like i'm not even having a good fucking time it's fucking expensive and i'm just like this is ridiculous like why are we doing this i was like and honestly i mean that's why i think it's so important to teach people how easy it is to grow food it's so easy and that is like what i was saying like it's so beneficial so like mick's best friend brought me over a whole big bag of coffee cans like those 48 those ounce commercial big fucking clear metal, bags big metal because oh. he well he had them he works at the va uh, over on fort stewart and you know they go through a lot of coffee mm-hmm. so that they're the big fucking the 48 ounce you know coffee cans metal coffee cans he's like you want them I was like, fuck yeah. yeah so he brought them over so i was spray painting them today and i'm gonna poke holes in them drain holes in the bottom and the sides and then you know paint whatever yeah on them you can even put like some chalk paint on there this way you can just write on there oh yeah because you switch it out or whatever yeah absolutely um that's a, that's a thank you excellent idea sometimes. yeah um and you know and then i'm going to use them as planters well I'll probably like the ones that i do now I'll, I'll use as herbs right and so i'll always keep the same herbs same in them shit, you know yeah. so it's not a big deal but i mean these things you can plant anything yeah, and you can no- put them anywhere you can make them look pretty it's really easy well it's like you can plant <laughs> i get yelled at all the time i get yelled at all the time at my house because i do not throw away glass jars I don't no, give a fuck. I don't throw away any glass I, jars. I, first of all, I don't like throwing glass away. That can totally be used for something else. Like yeah. li- you can use it Unless for literally I fucking anything. It, I don't throw, throw glass away. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no reason. And the only thing I throw away is plastics because I fucking hate plastic. I Except really for do. plastic like water jugs or lemonade jugs because I use those to reuse. put water. I need but, to get some know. distilled water because my kid jacked it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was a I was like, and they're like, Heather, you have so many fucking jars in the house. I even have them like hidden in my little fucking projects in the fucking garage. But I was saving the glass jars originally because every time I make jam or jelly or whatever and I give it yeah. away to people, nobody ever gives me back my fucking jar. No you don't shit. Mason jars, jars are fucking expensive. They're not yeah. fucking cheap. And then the lids and like all that shit. And I'm yeah. just like, this fucking shit is not cheap. If you're, if you're spending oh. fucking $8 on a jar, right. a glass jar of spaghetti sauce, keep the fucking jar. Oh, I'm an ass. <laughs> Eight dollars. Fuck you. I shop at Kroger. I know. I, get the I do Kroger too. brand for a dollar fifty. Yeah, I know. And then I get are, my discount. <laughs> those are the plastic jars or the no, metal I get the glass ones. ones. I really? get the glass ones. The Kroger okay. brand ones. They're glass. Yeah. Um. I really like them. I keep all of them. Yeah. And I, and all I do is I just buy. 
because the lids are lids are gold fucking lids they're not yeah. like mason jar lids but you can put mason jar lids yeah, on the wide mouth the wide mouth lids fit on those fucking jars yeah and they're and taylor's like what do you need all these jars for and i was like what who knows what i was like you can use that for anything i said i have a whole bunch of them in the garage right now so i can mix my fucking paint in there and he's like i was like and the nice thing about them is i can mix my paint in it and it fits on my air sprayer so if i want to switch colors all yeah. i gotta do is unhook it and hook it another one whatever i need to do right nice and he's like yeah okay and i'm like I was like, you fucking all about repurposing. And like you get, there's no re, there was no good fucking reason to be putting that out there. Absolutely. I mean, there are so many things we can use them for. Absolutely. I mean, there. Yeah. I mean, there's the, guys out there. You know, you guys put shit in fucking coffee cans, and fucking screws, and nuts and bolts and bullshit. Definitely. It's the same fucking thing. With glass grease. jars. Yeah, bacon grease. Bacon. Actually, this one. I have a whole. I have a glass jar of bacon grease. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had to like I because it was on the top shelf. I had to get it off the top shelf for yeah. Olivia. Cause she was using like my coffee mugs and I'm like, you're not using my fucking coffee mugs for your Right. <laughs> I was like, first of all, because I don't even use these coffee mugs cause I just bought these dishes. You know how I am. Yeah. I like to keep things for a really long time. Yeah. So I take care of them. I buy shit that they can use. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, but there's glass jars up there. I was like, just put the grease in there because there's just no, there is no, I mean, it has a lid. We're good to go. But I mean, I have enough of them. You can plant in them. You can do hydroponic uh growing and you can grow herbs and you can do all kinds of shit with a fucking glass jar absolutely mm -hmm. you can make a little um turn them into sprouting jars right exactly yeah also we just drink out of them oh well yeah. i do that all the time i basically I use glass jars to drink out of all the time now anyway okay. so yeah, yeah that's ridiculous mm -hmm. i love them oh that's what i make my uh cardio miracle in every day with my high dose vitamin oh, yeah. c and vitamin e me too so and Mick does too because the uh, the mason jars have the ounces no, on and them, you can and, shake them and he does the, the little bit. Mm -mm, no, yeah. I just so I just put enough water in there to liquefy it and chug it down. <laughs> so let me do this. Um, I want to share some clips with you because now the stuff that we're talking about is starting to become mainstream. Who to thunk? Right. So this was on uh, Fox News. Laura Ingram just the other day and Mick won't always let me talk about COVID stuff anymore during the show not too much so but listen to this it's crazy my next guest a physician from Roseville California says that he's treated more than 4,000 COVID patients and of those he says hundreds experience vaccine related injuries including chest pain cancer and in women menstrual irregularity and even pregnancy loss Dr. Michael Huang joins me now. Dr. Huang, uh, thanks for being with us tonight. In your 20 plus years as a practicing physician, how many vaccine related injuries did you come across before the COVID shot became available? Before the pandemic, before the COVID vaccine uh, uh, vaccination program, I've seen maybe one or two adult vaccine related injury and they were mild and I, I had to apologize on behalf of my profession. That physician have really fought on our face and they have refused to listen to patients when they come in with vaccine injury symptoms and basically just assume that it doesn't exist. So before um, the discovery of germ theory, uh, there's a Hungarian physician, doctor, um, um, that that uh, obstetrician that he had basically discovered, if you were just to wash our hands, that would reduce um, uh, birth-related uh, mother uh, death by about uh, 100%. 
And no one would listen to him because people just didn't believe that there is actually germs that can cause childbirth-related death. Yeah. So once so again, I think physicians yeah, so once are, again, we're yeah, yeah, we're ignoring we're ignoring the real-world experience of physicians on the front line treating patients. We're dismissing what they're seeing with their own eyes in favor of a medical cartel. Yes. That's how, what we call them that are just decreeing this well, is how it shall be. Doctor, this week, the Florida Surgeon General put out an official health alert saying that since the COVID vaccine was released, there's been a 1,700% increase in the vaccine adverse event reporting system. So, Doctor, sh should the government be recommending COVID shots or boosters of any kind to any American today, given the risk-benefit analysis that we pretty much understand at this point? Sure, Laura. If you get sick, you don't call CDC or FDA for recommendations. If my patient gets sick in California, they don't call Dr. Gavin Newsom for uh, treatment recommendations. Government should let doctor practice medicine. So uh, what the uh, Florida's report has indicated as far as the high number of COVID vaccine injury, it's true. Various website for years and years has tracked vaccine injuries. On average, about 180 deaths will be contributed uh, from the vaccine yearly. That's about 10 to 12 uh, vaccine-related uh, deaths per month. The first month of COVID-19 vaccine program got started, there were over 180 deaths reported. We should have seen that clear signal that something needs to be stopped. Should the shot be mandated, given what we know, now about the shot? Should it, should it even be available to people at this point? Absolutely not. Looking at the potential and, and the high risk of adverse event, it doesn't matter if it's one in a thousand, one in a hundred is too high. If you come to me with an illness, I need to use tool A, B, C, and D to treat you. And vaccine, yes, can be one of those tools way down on the list. We need to, need to look at what needs to be done. We gotta do it right away. We gotta act first. We gotta look at who is at risk for injury and tease that out and not just a blanket approach that can injure a lot of people. All right, Dr. Huang, Dr. Huang, we really appreciate your joining us. I know you're under attack in California with our new disinformation uh, law going into effect, but uh, we're with you all the way. Thank you so much. So apparently the um, the bribe money that was going to Fox News to keep quiet about the jab um, has run out. So yeah. now they're now they're allowed to talk about it uh, and bring you know vaccine injuries to light, um, and they're doing it slowly but surely. But have you heard about this bill in California? Uh, you know that I don't like to watch the news because I find it extremely depressing. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> but, uh, DJ tries to keep me informed on things, and when he comes in, and he gets me all fucking wound up, and then he leaves the room. <laughs> you know, so I don't. So basically now in California, a doctor can lose, will lose his license or her license mm -hmm. if she goes against the medical narrative put out by the government. That doesn't, that doesn't surprise me in any way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to push a bill through that would make it illegal for doctors to prescribe any kind of medications off purpose. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm already in that situation because I, company that I work for, uh -huh. uh, I review for Medicaid and Medicare uh, recipients. Yeah. So when I review their medications to see whether or not we're going to cover it, it they, we have a, they have a very specific guideline 
of what uh, diagnoses that we can approve it for that yeah. are on label. And then we have a list that's off label for each drug, every single drug I have to look up every, no matter what drug I work on for the day for on this case, because the cases are always different. I have to look up and see if it is a cover bullet diagnosis. If it is not on that list, I have to call and say, Hey, is there any other diagnosis that you want to give me for, for this patient, for this medication? I say, cause they're like, they're like, Oh no, that's that. Mikey, why don't you go into the notes and tell me all of their diagnosis codes? Tell me everything that's wrong with this patient, because I want to make sure that I get them to get their medication. Right. I'm going to find any fucking, any yeah. loophole I can, because you know, I don't like telling people, no, you need your medication. You need your medication. You really think you need to get it. Whatever. Was that a new thing? No. Uh, well, okay. So for Medicare part D, which is the drug part of, uh, Medicare coverage, mm -hmm. which they can, seniors can elect to get it or not, you know, yeah. like whatever. Um, it's like supplemental insurance. But, yeah. Yeah. It was because, uh, Medicare A and B does not pay for prescription drugs. This is why so many of our seniors are broke people. Yep. Um, so they, so Medicare finally came out with a program to where they, you know, if you want to get prescription drug coverage, you have to pay a little extra out of your Social security check or whatever you get every month. I don't really know how that works. It's not going to be there when I'm fucking old. So it doesn't matter. Um, I do feel bad for my parents because my stepmom has COPD and all these other things. So she has catastrophic uh, medical expenses between yeah. her inhalers and her oxygen and all that stuff. But yeah, this is something that we have to do. Now, um, it's a little bit more leeway on Medicare. Uh, if you send in an appeal, as long as it... See, and I know that there are diagnoses that are related to other diagnoses, but that's not my job, right? Gotcha. I can't be like, oh yeah, this is totally the same thing. Or is that, this is related to this. The doctor and, and has I to can put it in. The pharmacist has to, if it's, if it's not fucking black yeah. and white, it is literally their clinical judgment. And we all know how much I love working for working with people that I could have given birth to for telling me how to do my job. Love it. That's my ultimate favorite. Yep. Right. And I'm like, but I know for a fucking fact that they can use it for this. But because we get government funding, it has to be exactly what they say or gotcha. else you're not getting it. All the appeals in the world, if it's not exactly what we what they fucking said that we, it has to be, then you're not getting it. That's... I told you there's special guidelines for doing the ivermectin for COVID, like all of this. And it's like completely fucking excluded, right? Like, well, now I'm no fucking around. And... Ivermectin is on the CDC. Now, but it still hasn't made its way. COVID. Okay, but that's the CDC. And I know well, they that's follow a government the CDC guidelines for everything else. It's CMS guidelines, not CDC guidelines. It's CMS guidelines. And you can look up, look it up under Micromedics. That's the name of the website that provides all of our um, okay. diagnoses that we're allowed to use for each medication. So it is very, and the CMS is literally just linked, really linked back to just governmently funded insurance plans, right? To the governmently funded prescription plans. Government. So they, we have to meet this special formula that the government came up with for the this demographic of people, not just old people who are on Medicare, but the people who are on Medicaid too, because you know what? They're the same demographic as people. Those are the same demographic that they're pushing, pushing the fucking jab on. They're the same demographic of people. They're all getting limited and mediocre, if at all, healthcare. Sick care. And it's just, it's, that's, it's ridiculous. Like the guidelines are, first of all, stupid. Second of all, don't get me wrong. I will be the first one to tell you that it's called practicing medicine because they really don't fucking know. Everything is trial and error. How do you think it's all been developed over these times? So when somebody says, oh, my doctor gave me this and it didn't fucking work, I was like, okay, well, it's called practicing medicine. This is, you know, he tried this on you. It didn't work. Maybe something else will, but whatever the case may be, but they don't, they go to school to be doctors, right? They go to school to diagnose shit. 
Yeah. And I'm not saying anything. I'm not decrediting physicians in any way, shape or form. I do that all the time. It's fine. I know. I, I don't like, I didn't have fuck you. They have like hundreds of thousand dollars worth of fucking school debt. I feel bad for you because you're yeah. not getting paid. Which shit. means they, they're not allowed to think for themselves exactly. anymore because then they, they can't have... have a job and they've got to pay off their fucking student loans. Exactly. But pharmacists, pharmacists literally have a doctorate degree in medication. It is no longer allowed to, you're no longer allowed to be just a registered pharmacist. You have got to have your PharmD, right? They are doctors of medicine, not medical doctors. They are doctors of medicine. It is literally their fucking job to know. So when we call and we say, Hey, and the pharmacist is like, Hey, this is interacting with this, or you can't prescribe it like that. We are literally having to inform the doctor that they are prescribing something wrong. Do you really think they want to hear that? No, no, they don't want to hear that. My Retail pharmacists get screamed at constantly all fucking day or, you know, we get snarky little faxes back. I get the same thing in fucking in, in insurance. Same thing. I get little snarky. I send you a list of the information I need and you send it back and you didn't even check anything. So then I call and I'm like, hey, I faxed that over with a bunch of questions on it, but you just signed it and faxed it back or you didn't answer any of the questions. And then they try to talk to me like I'm dumb. And then you know how much I love that. Uh, so, yeah, that doesn't go over well. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, bitch, if you'd have done your fucking job in the first place, I wouldn't be calling you. So don't like, don't get me started. But that's really what it is. Like, and I am so like, I'm like, so does the patient ha like, I can't say what the diagnoses are or should be that, or should be yeah. because then I'm guiding them and that can be falsification of medical records and, and I could lose my job and all these other things. Right. Also, which to me is also a little crazy because when we send out the denial letter, it is my job to list every one of the approvable diagnoses on that letter, but yet I can't tell them over the phone. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This is the dumbest fucking thing I ever heard. If I said to, if you prescribe a, a medication for muscle spasms and I call you and I'm like, Hey, well, they're having, they're having back pain. I have to be like, why are they having back pain? Do they have spasms? Like I have to act like a fucking dumbass and like probe them. Like, Hey, what do you think it is? Like, why it's doing that? That's not my fucking job. Like, if you're like, be more specific, be more specific. Don't give me a blank bullshit fucking answer. Like, I can't tell you what you need to tell me, but you need to fucking tell me. And it's really hard. And it makes it. And that's the whole point is like, they send out stuff that is completely like, yes, we ask specific questions. But let's just be real. How many of you think the people that work in your doctor's office are real fucking smart? Because they're not right. Because they are fucking not. Okay. They're not. They are not intelligent. Okay. And then there's always one who has the job of handling the prior authorizations. I love that bitch. Right. It's so much better when you have a pharmacy technician working in the office. I really do love when I call and it's, Oh yeah, hold on. Let me get you over to the pharmacy technician because they know exactly mm -hmm. what I'm looking for. And then, but when you talk to them and they want to get snarky with you, they're like, I said in the notes, I'm bitch. First of all, this is my job. I do not want to talk to you. Okay. I am. This is my job. You decided to sign a fucking contract to accept money from Medicare and Medicaid. You need to do your job. I am telling you, I sent you a list of fucking questions. You didn't answer them. Now you have to sit on the phone with me and answer them. Right? Like, what do you, what do you want from me? But that's the thing. They send out these notifications or these vaguely see, you know, policy, blah, 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 whatever the fuck ever. They're not fucking look at that shit. Who has time for that? No First one. of all, nobody gets paid enough to do that. No. And second of all, like nobody has time for that. So if we were just specific and put exactly like these are the questions instead of like filtering them in between little paragraphs of logistics and fucking policies and all this, just ask the fucking question. But what they do is because it's medical and Medicaid 
and Medicare and it comes from the government, they make it as hard as fucking possible. They make churning butter hard. Yeah. Everything make, has to be done in triplicate. And I hate it. It's ridiculous. I know. And we talked about on the, the army's pad. the same fucking way. But we did talk about that on the patio, how I like for things to only be done one time. So you know how much yes. I love it. No, I know. <laughs> you I know, know how much I love it. And I'm like, I, and my favorite thing is like, I, and I know these pharmacists are really just doing their job and this is how they were trained and they were told what they have to do. But when I said you something and I have clearly outlined exactly what you need, what you need. And you yeah. send it back to me and you tell me to call after, first of all, I just fucking told you I called them and this is the information they gave me or they didn't answer the fucking phone. Now you're going to send it back to me and I have to call this motherfucker again. I think if you need that information, they should have to call. Like if I didn't give you enough information, mm -hmm. then they should have to call. Like that is, I like it's outside of my scope of practice to know every fucking diagnosis code and what things can be used for. I didn't go, I, motherfucker, you got $200,000 in uh, student loans. Student loans? Yeah. You Better know these fucking things. It's not my job. I wasn't the one who went to school and spent $200,000 on some shit that now you can barely afford a fucking Honda accent. Like, fuck you. Like, do your job. <sighs> oh, no one does their job anymore. Check this one out. Hold on. This is, mm. this one's going to fucking blow your mind too. Okay. Can I do that? Uh-huh. Not here though. Hold on. Uh, not here? <laughs> I didn't ask to do it here. I just got to go. Stand by. One of either you or Dr. Fauci was saying that the reason that we're not saying that natural immunity is protective as is a vaccine, even though there's recent publications showing that six to eight months out, 92% of those with natural immunity have T cells, B cells, and antibodies that would be considered adequate to protect. And indeed, B cell continues to climb. That we don't have data. Now, in your response to Mr. Casey, you just mentioned that CDC has access to tens of thousands of EHRs. And I've been told that HHS or CDC has access to patient identifiable data as to who test positive. So I do that as a prologue. If we don't know that natural immunity confers protection against future infection, it's because we've decided not to look. Because I've learned that there is a cohort of people that we know have been previously infected. We've got the bench research showing that the uh, triad of antibodies, T cells and B cells are there. And that 92% of them are still there at age at six months out. So why don't we, why have we not done the research showing that natural immunity confers protection against recurrent infection? Yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to clarify this point because I understand I understand the question. Um, first of all, let me just reiterate that our current stand after reviewing 96 papers and a scientific brief on this issue is that everyone who's been previously infected should be vaccinated. But that's um, not my question. Right. So the CDC's current stand is that everyone who's had a prior infection should be vaccinated because they didn't bother to do any studies about natural immunity. Now they have actually done studies about natural immunity I and natural shown, immunity. I had it. They show that it's stronger. It is stronger. I had consistently it consistently and longer than any vaccine ever could. Okay. Huh? Like I told you, I was directly in face to face with these patients yeah. for how long and I didn't get sick at all. And they still made you get the jab. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was a different company, but, but fucking <sighs> Rochelle Walensky. Thanks. Just everyone should get vaccinated all over the place. All right. This is crazy. So Fauci. Where is it? Many people believe Joseph. Nope. Dum, 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 dum. Oh, here we go. Sorry. And now 
a message from Dr. Anthony Fauci. There we go. Okay. On January 11th, 2023, a paper was published in Cell Host and Microbe titled Rethinking Next Generation Vaccines for Coronaviruses, Influenza Viruses, and Other Respiratory Viruses. There are three authors, one of whom is Anthony Fauci. Okay. All right. We all know who Anthony Fauci is. I don't. That's fine. You don't know who Anthony Fauci is? Bitch, what did I tell you? I don't watch the news. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. I don't like it. I, I, I have so many strong opinions about things and people make me very angry. I cannot take it. Okay. Fauci is the little fucking elf-like gnome that like went up and it goes back and forth all the time. Um, Fauci is generally regarded as one of the key architects of the USA's and therefore the world's response to the pandemic. Uh, he was also the one that... Um, was in charge of the AIDS pandemic and pushed AZT on tens of thousands oh, of people. That's, right. okay, that's Anthony Fauci. Okay, gotcha. okay. He's still the head or he was until recently the head of the NIAID. Mm-hmm. He has been the, uh, he is the largest sanctioned mass murder that our history has probably ever known. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and therefore the world's response to the pandemic, including pushing for the emergency authorization and rollout of the COVID vaccines and the formulation of policies, which exerted huge pressure on citizens in nearly all countries to be injected with these products or else face sanctions ranging from social ostracization via the use of vaccine passport schemes through to job losses, even fines for merely being unvaccinated. Uh, and this, by the way, that. this is from the, uh, the Substack from the second smartest guy in the world. Of course, Hunter Biden being the smartest guy in the world. Joe actually said that, that Hunter was the smartest man he knew. Okay. Anyway. Look at the source, people. <sighs> Fauci made some bold claims about the COVID vaccines in order to justify such coercive policies, including that they would prevent infections and limit transmission of the virus to others. These claims were then picked up by political leaders worldwide and used to justify their own policies, even when, from early data, it became obvious that the vaccines did not prevent infections or reduce the viral load of those infected. The latest article, therefore, is quite rightly raise some eyebrows because of the astonishing concessions it contains, amongst which are some of the following. Of the influenza vaccines, the authors note, as of 2022, after more than 60 years of experience with influenza vaccines, very little improvement in vaccine prevention of infection has been noted. As pointed out decades ago, and still true today, the rates of effectiveness of our best approved influenza vaccines would be inadequate for licensure for most other vaccine-preventable diseases. I believe that. Okay. The authors then draw parallels between the vaccines for COVID and those for influenza. The the vaccines for these two very different viruses, COVID-19 and influenza, not that different. I mean, it's a virus. Have common characteristics. They elicit incomplete and short-lived protection against evolving virus variants that that escape population immunity. They said they don't work. Okay, I, I will have my own personal Dr. Fauci here. said they don't work in this paper. The flu jab doesn't work. The COVID jab doesn't work. And they never have. Okay, I don't necessarily agree with that. I am a big, because I've had pneumonia several years. And since I've had, since I had the pneumonia vaccine, I have not had uh-huh. pneumonia since. Okay. And, and because I worked and I, I've never had the flu, right? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't used to get the flu shot. This actually, this past year is the first year. Hmm probably right before COVID came out. I haven't gotten a flu shot in a couple of years. Good. Which Don't is, get them anymore. Which is not like me. I am very like on top because when I get sick, I get fucking sick. Right. So after I quit smoking cigarettes, like bronchitis became like a permanent fucking residence like that motherfucker didn't want to go nowhere. And that was when I started to get pneumonia and stuff like that. So 
I did the Numavax. I've done it twice, uh, three times because I did the the two part one, and I I haven't had any issues. However, there are plenty of vaccines out there that have been proven to work. But on these particular things, it doesn't make sense. Why are we injecting people with the virus from last year? Because it's already mutated to be something else this year. Well, let me and let's get to that because they actually go into that next. They propose that the reason why vaccines against COVID and influenza are ineffective compared to those against mumps, measles, rubella, and smallpox, and varicella zoster, which is chickenpox, is that the former replicate predominantly in local mucosal tissue without causing viremia. Right. Okay. They don't mutate. Right. They don't mutate. Exactly. They don't mutate. They don't change. It's the same virus. It hasn't changed. It's not evolved. It's the same bacteria. It's the same uh, cellular mechanism. Right. So, Mm -hmm. but with the flu vaccine, they are literally, everybody's like, oh yeah, you can use the same NDC you used last. I had a, no. my last job, they're like, and my last job, she's like, Heather, just have them use the NDC from last year. It'll go through. I was like, you're fucking stupid. Like you're my boss. I was like, you are aware that the vaccine is different every fucking year. Right. I was like, every year they create a new vaccine for the flu. I said, and it has a different N- NDC. And if anybody doesn't know what an NDC is, it's, it's a never, national it's, drug code. It has right? it's always like UPSC, been UPSC. less than 40% effective. Correct. Right. So, but they're doing this and I'm like, okay, I mean, I get, I kind of get it a little bit, but here's the thing. Like you're injecting me with the virus from last year. Well, guess what? That virus has already evolved because it's not fucking dumb. Like certain mechanisms because are they released a new strain this year so that they can infect year. more people. They release a new strain every year. Every year it's different because you know how they're saying how the, uh, the COVID uh, virus mutates and this, that, and the other. Certain viruses are, certain viruses and bacteria are evolved enough to do that, right? Mm-hmm. That's, 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 you know, this fucking evolution, like I said, evolution, everything, you know, has to go somewhere, could go up. Well, in certain vaccines and certain viruses, they are designed to change and adapt to their environment and create something else that they can attack. Because if-, if Or they, they create new ones in the lab and release them on the population. And that's true too, right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying yeah. that you're wrong. But mm-hmm. I'm saying like, it's a combination. there were certain things like when I was growing up that I, like when we were like, you yeah. know, when we were younger that we grew up and we had, and it was like when I had my son and he got vaccinated, I had one of the worst cases of chicken pox anybody had ever seen. I had them in my mouth, in my throat, every fucking where. Bitch, you gave them to me. No, I had them when I was 10. That was when I was homeless. Um, <laughs> it was. Okay. Yeah. So that was, um. And it was, but now like my son got the vaccine when the chicken pox vaccine, when he was little, I worked at the, I worked in the doctor's office. Like that was, you know, that was yeah. my job and he, he's never had it. Right. So there are certain things that I'm like, okay, yeah. Like certain things that make sense, like getting rid of, you know, the bubonic plague and you know, all those other things that makes fucking sense. Sanitation does that. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying some people are just fucking dirty, bitch. And like, I can't, no, no. Well, you know, the bubonic plague is a whole different story. Um, that was actually also a created bioweapon, sure by the way. Right. And it was distributed by the Jews, the Kazarians, actually, um, through a majority of the population in order to kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do it on purpose. You did not see just that. Just like fucking, every Do you time? not just see that fucking train wreck over there? Hello. That shit's done on purpose. I know. They are strategically <sighs> eliminating. Trying to kill us. Yeah. They know they are strategically eliminating people that cause people other people to look other people like when i got taylor he just he was unicorns and rainbows it's so funny i was gonna wear my unicorns and rainbows fucking bow today right because it's big and has unicorns and rainbows all over it and it makes me happy because i like to stir the pot Uh, it's my favorite thing to do right and he is like now he's like i'm not unicorns and rainbows anymore i was like no i know and he's like and everybody's like heather you broke him i said did i break him 
Or did I show him what the fucking real world is? You about? opened his eyes. I was like, because I will be the first one to tell you, not one of these motherfuckers out there is out there for us. No, that's true. They breed hate. And I don't care who it is. I don't care what political party it is, what no, color they're they all are, the same. What social media platform it is. It's a uniparty. They they're all the same. They are breeding hate to keep us divided. As long as we hate each other, we can't get rid of that. Yep. Absolutely. That is, I told you, Taylor got me fired up this morning. I know. <laughs> and then you fucking keep poking it. So anyway, so Fauci and crew said, uh, they, they conclude that it's not surprising that none of the predominantly mucosal respiratory viruses of which influenza and SARS-CoV-2 are examples have ever been effectively controlled by vaccines. This observation raises a question of fundamental importance. If natural mucosal respiratory virus infections do not elicit complete and long-term protective immunity against reinfection, how can we expect vaccines, especially systemically administered non-replicating vaccines, to do so? How indeed. Uh, some sample extracts. Let's see. Um, the immune system is complex with many effectors. Serum antibodies, hydrous to various viral epitopes, may only indirectly correlate with protection because of association with other more critical but not usually measured immune effectors. In short, correlations between serum antibodies, titers, and susceptibility to influ influenza infection may be statistically valid in large studies, but imperfect in the concept uh, context of individual variation, rapid viral evolution, and waiting titers. Uh, a closely related question is whether vaccines that generate immune responses only against single critical epitopes conserved against virus strains and subtypes, or a limited number of such epitopes can perform as well as vaccines that elicit broad humoral and cell-mediated responses against multiple epitopes. Although certain conserved epitopes seem ideal candidates, vaccines based on this approach have not been particularly successful. Let me translate that. The COVID vaccine is based on a single epitope. That would be the spike protein, okay? When they test your blood to see if you have COVID antibodies, they actually test for two things because they can tell the difference if you have had just the vaccine or if you had had natural immunity mm -hmm. because when they test you for natural immunity, they test for more than just the spike protein. If you only have the spike protein, that is vaccine created, mm -hmm. okay? They chose the most damaging toxic epitope of SARS-CoV-2 to make the jab with. Actually, I mean, they, they made the jab first, but way, whatever. Way um, but you get the point, right? So they're saying here, any vaccine based on a single epitope will never work. Because as the virus mutates you don't know what part of it is going to mutate. So if you don't have multiple epitopes included into that vaccine, when it mutates, your chances of it creating actual helpful antibodies get significantly decreased over time. I'm, I firmly believe that. Uh, like I was talking to Olivia on the way over here and we were talking, she's like, well, what are you guys going to talk about the podcast today? Because you know, she's yeah. out there all by herself. She's you know, watching Ryan. TV. She's fine. I think, you know, Ryan's not on. Uh, and nobody's talking to her, but that's fine. Um, she was like, so, so what is it that you guys talk about? And I was telling her, you know, because she's, you know, made a couple of little snarky comments. Nobody's making you drink it, Heather, because I said it tasted like dirt. Yep. Right. I was, like, I, know, I was walking in the kitchen and I was like, I can get the fucking dirt water. That Vanessa fucking makes me drink. Blah, blah, blah. Like just doing my little fucking old lady bitch all the way to the fucking kitchen yep. from my bedroom. Right. And then, and then I drink it and I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, you know, Heather, nobody's making you do that. And I was like, well, you know, Vanessa and I are, are doing an experiment. We want to see if this works. I was like, because of, you know, the long-term because I don't want you to fucking drop dead. Right. And 
so she made a little snarky comment about how well if if you just if you still have them then you just have them and DJ was like but you got to keep trying to fix it right so that's true so on the way over here i was telling her i was like hey listen she was like so what are you guys talking about i said well i said first we'll talk about you know how i feel since i've been drinking the dirt water and then um I said, and then she'll get me all wound up about fucking pharmaceuticals and the COVID vaccine. I said, and somewhere in there, we'll talk about fucking plants or some bullshit. I said, but really, we're just trying to see if this is going to make a difference. I said, and since in the last two weeks, it literally took, I literally have not had one instance where I was short of breath in two weeks since you started making me drink it. And, and I, that was and happening like every, every other day. It was happening a lot. And like I said, a couple of times a month, it would take me down for like anywhere from two to four days. Yeah. And... I mean, don't get me wrong. I did call into work and told them that I didn't feel good, but I was just fucking done with work. So I did that for a day and a half. I need a mental health day, okay? So I mean, I that, that. Some, sometimes you do. I, uh, I definitely do because yeah. I, I run my entire household. Yeah. And I, and I you know, I know a bunch of other things and I have to manage the lives of the all bunch of fucking full-grown adults, but whatever. I mean, that happens. Yeah, I know. Mama age. There's a reason why they call me that. Yep. All right. So um, they have been bringing people in front of Congress for in one way shape or form to ask them questions about their fucked up response to I would the love to coronavirus. Do that. So listen to this problem one. problem with this is that I had uh, doctors who spent years in medicine tell me that, that the masks were not effective. Um, and yet these were being forced on people. They're forced on school kids. And, uh, you know, when you combine, particularly young kids, uh, we're seeing the devastating impact that it had on their educational attainment. And it, it, it kind of surprises me that the NIH, CDC didn't do any follow-up testing, uh, even while this was going on, to determine the effectiveness of this and the impact it was going to have on kids. Yeah, I appreciate, you know, um, in order to do a randomized clinical trial, you need to actually have equipoise in the question. And ultimately, what would happen, what happened is that there were so many studies that demonstrated time and time again in the height of COVID transmission that masks were working to prevent transmission that I'm not sure anybody would have proposed a clinical trial because, in fact, there wasn't equipoise to the question anymore. That is so much bullshit. I'm like, who the fuck said that? Like, I, she, what? She is, is she, she is the director of the CDC. Okay. That is Rochelle Walensky. She is the director of the CDC. I feel like DJ made me watch a fucking video with not, somebody like her. There was not a fucking, fucking single, okay, any study that they did, and this is what gets me on it, because y'all know how I feel about masking. Um, any study that was done that showed the effectiveness of masking, that quote unquote showed the effectiveness of masking, you know who they, they tested it on? Children that were masked. There was no control group. No, no. Kids, I mean, I know they only some... tested kids that were masked. And now how the fuck do you know that you don't fucking know? You don't. And it, like all of the bacteria and shit and everything that is in that mask. Because let me let's just be real. How many of you motherfuckers out there actually washed your mask every time you wore it outside the house? Never. None of you motherfuckers. I promise you. I did have one friend that had a basket at the front door that it had one for dirty masks and one for clean masks. So when, cause her kids had to wear them to school and she's like, well, if they have to fucking wear them, they're going to have to wear a clean one every day. So she, that's say they were forcing them every to wear them. She's minutes. like, I have to fucking comply, yeah. you know, with this. So she, so she did and they, and they did, they washed their masks all the time. It was great. But I'm just like, this doesn't work. Like it you're aware work. that microorganisms can fit through thread, right? Like it's not, yeah. it's like, what do you mean? And it's, when you are there's no, there's pushing antimicrobial about those bullshit fucking blue masks that they sell, they literally say on the fucking box will not, not for medical use. 
doesn't prevent coronavirus. Not, not for medical use. It literally literally says, does not prevent paint. coronavirus. Yeah. It does nothing. No shit. When we were spray painting today, that, that's they, that would have been helpful. Had on, right? But that's about it. I don't know. Right, that's all they're good for. No shit. No, I mean, it, literally for nothing. And I'm and, nothing. And let's just think about how irritated our skin was. Mm-hmm. Like, and then that, and that bacteria how, was causing acne and like all of these not other even things. Just, I mean, bronchitis. Because you're pneumonia, your own fucking bullshit. It's an exhaust pipe. It's you don't stick your mouth at the end of your fucking exhaust pipe on your car and breathe it in. Because you die I mean, that way. Some people do. That's <laughs> how they die. Like some people do, Vanessa. Don't lie. I know. But, Can you fucking blame them, though? Do you see the world we live in now? This is why I want to fucking farm. I know. Because, first know. of all, Taylor got me fucking on a roll this morning because he was, somebody was bitching about some bullshit in fucking Lion King about, or, no, it was uh, the Jungle Book or whatever the fuck it was. Whoever the leopard is, and he had, like, there was dead bodies. Like, And I said, I said, what the fuck are you reading? And he's like, I'm just getting irritated. And I'm like, okay, Taylor doesn't get irritated, right? Uh-huh. But now that he's sober and I've... Uh, introduced him to the world yeah yeah uh he gets he gets irritated by things he's like he's now finding the things that he never paid attention to before he fucking pays attention to now so he's like i just read this thing about how um they're complaining that the jungle book is too violent and that there's dead bodies and this that and the other and i'm like what the fuck are you reading and he's like this thing right here and i was like you know that that was fucking written up by some dumb white bitch on the west coast that has nothing better to do with her time except eat fucking granola and keep her kid in a fucking bubble i was like there's literally no fucking facts behind that i said mm-hmm. let's just talk about it i said in my generation the lion king was the best life license you could ever get no shit never trust your fucking family they're pieces of shit they will fucking <laughs> they will throw you off a fucking mountain as soon as they get the fucking chance okay that only is exactly the pedo uncle no nah, well he was just a fucking piece of shit but I'm just don't saying, ever trust like, the pedo uncle like, that's all here's the thing like so many people were like, oh, Disney. When we were growing up, if you really think back to what the movies actually were when we were growing um, up, and I, we did talk about hello. how they adjust and blah, 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 but there no, was no, more no. life lessons. Think think about it. Like, it, what was the the one where they're like, um, oh, Peter Pan, where oh, they take the boys away to the little island and, and the, the rich guys. I didn't say that go they there were and, and they, I just and they said, come back as um, not little boys anymore. Little boys anymore. They're fairies. But that's fine. Whatever. Yes. Peter Pan's they're favorite. fairies. Although they do call me Wendy. Exactly. Washington. You understand that, <laughs> right? Call, yeah, they call, no, I do. They call me Wendy because I take in all the blessed people. But um, that's the thing. Like he's sitting there and I was like, Taylor, you've got to quit reading this shit. And he's like, what? I was like, I was like, all, first of all, all you're doing is pissing me off at six o'clock in the morning. Okay. Because I'm already fucking Bambi. Honored. When mom gets killed right off the bat. That's that fucking kills me. But seriously, like, for us, old Yeller was literally created to push the fucking rabies vaccine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that these weren't good movies. I'm just saying like Disney has been indoctrinating us our entire lives. Right. We just didn't realize we it. Grew up and we're fucking useful. Do you see what these fucking stupid granola eating bitches are doing to their kids? They're fucking useless. They stick them with needles they all day long. Not ha- they have no fucking life skills. They cannot fucking build or do anything with their fucking hands. They're completely fucking useless. These bitches want to stop when their kid falls and is like, it's okay. You can just, it hurts right now, but it'll be better. Fuck you, bitch. Pour some alcohol on it and fucking walk on. Yes, I am the shake it off Dude, mom. My, I don't give a fuck. Our, our I, little, little one came home yesterday. And he was like, dude, my ankle hurts. I said, what'd you do? He's like, I don't know. I, I, I stepped on it. Like I Wrong. twisted it. Wrong. And he's like, I got an ice packet at the nurse and it hurts again. I was like, okay, well, okay. go get another ice pack out of the freezer. Go get some fucking peas. Like, like what do you when, mean? <laughs> what the fuck do you want me to do? And this morning he's like, 
my ankle still hurts and I looked Did at it. Get a fucking and I mean, yeah, there's a good massive bruise like right. all down I the mean, bottom of his foot. And I was like, oh, you yeah, twisted yeah, it pretty good. good. I was like, there, there's another ice pack in the freezer. Right. Like, what are you going to do? What do you want me to do? So I had a friend. Fucking walk it off. I had a pharmacist friend and I really love her. She's an adorable little, I don't know if she's Chinese or Malaysian, whatever. Cute little Asian chick. She was really, she's actually super fucking feisty. And I really enjoyed her, but she didn't get feisty until she got pregnant. She used to let people fucking walk all over her and I used to have to fucking threaten to kick Oh, people. and then she became a mama bear and that uh, shit's over. Right. Yep. But while she was pregnant, she was, I had a customer in there and he was being a complete fucking cunt. And I was like, you need to leave. I was like, you will not talk to my pharmacist that way. She is pregnant and she is in charge of your medication. If you can't be fucking nice, then you can get the fuck out. I have no problem saying that to anybody. Yep. However, she came home, she came to work one day because she was a fill in. She didn't work at my store. She would just come and fill in whenever I we needed some coverage and she was talking to me about you know these mom groups that she goes to and she was like oh yeah you know they're talking about how like when your kid falls down and they cry you got to tell them it's okay it's okay for them to cry if they're hurt I was like absolutely I said but first of all are you going to white mom groups and she's like what I was like first of all I said if you're going to white mom groups I need you to stop right the fuck now no I said because, I was like because these bitches over here I said these fucking vanilla whatever the fuck they have going on these useless ass dumb bitches that have not experienced any trauma a fucking day in their life obviously have no idea what they are doing to their children I was like your little girl is she could rule the fucking world don't you put that fire out by letting this dumb fucking white bitch tell you how to be a parent go find a fucking Asian group they're hard on their kids and they make them smart do that don't make her fucking weak yeah i have a huge issue with that i have no there is no fucking excuse for you to not their kids to not know how to do shit like I, okay my kids are fucking what's lazy. with fucking parenting groups anyway i don't know i don't even like you know how hard it is I, to make friends i if hate I, the parents if i had went if i had questions about parenting it's i more like a play date i call my mom i mean i wouldn't call your mom because she's a fucking cunt but i call I my mom dead, so. and i call my aunt Catherine. you know i like i call elder parents in my family no, she, okay so she, and ask questions she didn't like have any how do like, i do this so she well, was just trying to like because she's a pharmacist they work 12-hour shifts you know so when she does have a day off she was trying to make sure that her kid was being Honestly? interacting with this way she would have social skills for when she went to school. No, I got you. And I but get that. I was like, you can't keep her in a fucking bubble. If I was, a, honestly, if I was a, if I was a young woman with no family and, and I, no, and I was, but I, and I was concerned about, you know, I didn't have any fucking clue what to do with a baby. I, I'd actually make friends with seniors. Like oh, they're way better. They're people in nursing homes or like people, you know, like, a, a pseudo grandparent, right? Like, well, like those are the people that I would want because those are the people I want. I want giving me. I don't want fucking. I mean, I'd rather yeah. have World War II generation people, the greatest generation, give me advice than fucking you know boomers or. I mean, Gen Xers aren't bad either, but um, I mean, I just. Yeah, I you know, it's Tiger Mom Group. Damn, Skippy and Dora. You'll hear me, and I will say. Yeah, stupid fucking white bitch, right? But that okay. All right, I talk shit about everybody. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But I especially talk shit about white people that piss me off. She's she's an equal opportunity racist. She hates everybody. I fucking hate dumb people. All right. Well, um, I this is a, not this one, but there's a stupid fucking white bitch coming up here. Of course there is. In fact, the CDC is currently the only national or international public health agency that recommends masking two-year-old children. I'd like you to explain. In detail, the process and the timeline by which evidence such as this is used by the CDC to update, modify, or necessary withdraw current guidance. 
Great, thank you for the opportunity to clarify on those points. So I believe you're referring to the Cochrane Review study. This is an important study, but the Cochrane Review only includes randomized clinical trials. And as you can imagine, many of the randomized clinical trials that were included in that were for other respiratory viruses, not COVID-19. Some of them were for COVID-19, just to be clear, but it is very different for COVID-19 because you have a um, pre-virus that a different from flu, potentially different from SARS or MERS, transmits before you actually have symptoms. So, it's also the case that the, one of the limitations in that study was clearly stated that um, people were not actually engaged in the intervention. So you actually have to wear the mask okay. for it to work. Okay. So there Dr. are Walensky? lots of studies now in Georgia. Dr. Walensky, why are we masking our kids today? You know, thank you. Also, so our guidance um, for school-based masking is related to our COVID-19 community levels. And fortunately, we're in a place now in this country where most of our country is in green or yellow, um, has uh, lower um, low or moderate transmission or COVID-19 community levels. And in those situations, we actually don't recommend masking. We recommend it for high COVID-19 community so, levels. So what is your timeline for updating, reevaluating these guide guidance? You know, our masking guidance doesn't really change um, with time. What it changes with is disease. So when there's a lot of disease in a community, we recommend that those communities and those schools mask. When there's less disease in the community, we recommend that those masks can come off. So, okay. So it's just going to continue... It's just going to continue so, forever. So here, here's my question. Mm -hmm. Like if they're not basing it on data, data or time, like mm -hmm. six months from now, like let's do this study every six months and see how it goes no. down. Like if you're going to do something, first of all, do it fucking right. So the second of all, that is bullshit. We should not be putting fucking masks on children. I was working in the pharmacy and they were making us fucking double mask. I couldn't fucking breathe. And on top of that, I wear glasses. I know. I couldn't even see my patients. I'd be like, hold on. So, all right. So the study that that um, that Miss Rogers was referring to was the Cochrane study, which is considered the gold standard of studies. Okay, it literally like the the way they conduct their studies are considered the gold standard. When the Cochrane report produces a study, you can take it to the fucking bank. Okay. Okay. The argument that she made was that, well, it was in random clinical, clinically controlled settings, randomized clinical studies, and not all of them, not all of them tested for coronavirus. Some of them did, but not all of them did. Let me tell you, the other ones that they tested for were microns that were bigger than COVID. Okay. But viruses. Exactly. I can't. Exactly. I can't. Okay. Exactly. It's just, it's just the most ridiculous bullshit because it's never been about your health. It's always been about their control over you. That's what they want. They want to be able to snap their fingers and say, put a mask on. And you say, okay, like a little good little sheeple. And you put your mask back on and they say, okay, you can take your mask off. Take You can, you know, pull your mask off a little bit so you can take a bite and put it back down again. Um, or you can only, yeah, you can take your mask off after uh, 11 o'clock or when you're sitting down. Um, the fuck do you mean? Because COVID, you know, it's only so like, only over six oh, feet. So if you're sitting down in a restaurant, you don't have to wear a mask. But when you walk fine. in, you wear a mask. You would never have to wear a mask, right? Exactly. I would have never gotten sick at all. That is fucking bullshit. And, and it never it never went to South Dakota because Governor uh, Christy Nome wouldn't let it there. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you know. So we're gonna go back to this whole like making people do things because they want to make us do shit. So last week Taylor and I want to go get a new tattoo, right? But the tattoo shop that I want to go to, uh. 
only takes walk-ins. So, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Did you go to, um, fucking, what's it called? Blue Orchid or Black yeah. Orchid or whatever down in, in Savannah? No, no, no. That place is the best. No, no, no. I'm very picky. I'm very picky, and I don't that's like what, anything that, that has anything best. to do with that traffic, okay? Well, okay, well, that's a different story. That's, different that's not story. bad. That's, that. that's actually, it's, it's, um... You know I don't go there, right? It's over in Starland. It's not bad at all. Okay. The traffic's not bad. Okay, because I don't, I haven't finished walking around Savannah because no, I no, no, it's on, it's, it's on the back, it's not in the historic district. It's on the back oh, okay. end, like, by yeah, the victory side. Check, I'll check yeah. that out, because okay. I want to check out a couple of them. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. we're in there, and, they, and I'm not paying attention because I'm, you know, busy in my fucking mouth whatever yeah and taylor's looking at this sign on the wall at the tattoo shop and he's like is that for real and i was like what and i looked at him and it's like a picture of uh frankenstein right mm -hmm. but just from here up with his little thing sticking out right yeah and in the state of south carolina it is illegal for them to tattoo you from the from the neck up and i lost my motherfucking shit because First of all, nobody gets to tell me what the fuck I do with my body. If you're going to tell me that I can't have something, I'm going to have fucking 10 of them. Watch me. And I do yet not, they did tell you what I, you had to do with I, your I, body. I have a tattoo on my neck. We're good. I don't mean, I don't mean the tattoo. Oh, that part. Exactly. Right. Like if I'm, I had no choice, I had to have a job. There's a difference. I will sacrifice my life. I will sacrifice my health to support my family. I will do that because I have to support my family. Yep. I don't give a fuck. I know. So whatever, that was a job I had. That's what I had to do. But no, when, I know. Come, when it comes to my recreational things and the shit that I want to do, there's no fucking, I, I was so fucking livid. And he was, uh, he's like, is that just here? She's like, no, in the, in the state of South Carolina. And I posted it on Facebook. Right. And one of the people that I follow in a little fucking farm group or witchy group, I don't know what the fuck I follow. I follow all kinds of shit. She says, when I, I had to, when I lived in, when I got my first tattoo, I had to leave South Carolina because she's older. Yeah. Right. And she's like, I had to leave South Carolina because they weren't legal at all. I said, I grew up in New York. Tattoo shops weren't legal at all. <laughs> I was like, they were not legal by the time. By the time I moved out of New York, they they still weren't legal to go. Tattoo Seriously? shops were not legal. No. So when I went to my first tat tattoo shop in Vegas when I was 16, my dad lost his shit. He's like, Linda, how could you let her go to tattoo shops? You know what tattoo shops are like. And I was like, yo, bro. They're legal here. Dude, I got my first tattoo when I was 15 in Connecticut. I was 17. I mean, I, I told him I was 18. I looked 18, so whatever. He didn't yeah, ask for ID. They didn't really, check back then. I really buy, didn't give I a buy, shit. Fuck, I, buy, I started buying my mom's cigarettes at the store when I was eight. Like, what uh, do you no, mean? We, no shit. We used to go down to the corner store together and buy a six pack of beer and, and a fucking pack of cigarettes for our parents. Every single one of them because they knew who our parents were. Like, absolutely. Because we lived in a neighborhood. Yeah. Like, we lived yeah. where people knew each other. And, and I always got a ham and Swiss sandwich on white with, with mayo. Right. And, I, and they'd yeah, have it made for me. Like, they'd see me walking down the street with the dog. Yep. Here they come. Rocky. So, Thunder and Rocky. Remember Thunder and Rocky? Yes. So, yeah, I'm just. It just makes me so mad. Anyway, so I got super heated about it. And I was like, oh, anyway, I had to tell my dad. I was like, they're legal here. They're they're like regulated by the health department and all kinds of shit. And my dad's like, really? Like he was really surprised because my dad has one tattoo. He hates tattoos. He tells me all the time that I should just rent my space out as a billboard because he hates it. Right. I'm like, yeah. he has no clue what the fuck he's in for. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I was just like, I told you, I looked at Taylor and I looked at the chick. I was like, I want a fucking neck tattoo right now. I said, I want that motherfucker to go from my chin down. I'm so fucking mad. And I don't, I would never, I do not like yeah. face tattoos. I don't, I don't mind if, I don't mind tattoos on your neck. Like none of that shit bothers me, but don't be fucking tacky. Right. Like yeah. have, have some self-respect. Um, so anyway, I was just, I was just so mad. And then when she posted that and I was like, yeah, I remember when they weren't legal in New York. And then it was like, then it like, I really reminded myself of how old I was. And, and then she, I was just like, this is fucking ridiculous Sucks to being me. old, doesn't it? I was like, this is fucking ridiculous to me. Like you're telling me that, I mean, I cannot 
this is why I don't want to live in the South, by the way. No offense, guys. I love it. It's beautiful. But I have a really hard time being told what to do. Even more so now. Even more so now that I got sick from having that stupid fucking vaccine. I am even more fucking living about it. Like, I am even, like, I've always been that person that's like, would you fucking tell me what to do? Well, you know, they're still pushing it on our children. Listen. Not, not my kid. Thank you, uh, Dr. Zanton. Are you uh, pro-choice with regard to patients making individualized medical choices? Broadly, thank you. Yes. Are you uh, aware that your university is uh, doesn't allow choice with regard to vaccination, that you require all of your students to have three vaccines in order to be students? Okay, yes. So it's sort of choice, but not so much when regarding vaccination. Um, are you aware of the increased risk of myocarditis with the COVID vaccine, particularly with successive COVID vaccinations in uh, males between the ages of 16 and 24? Um, Senator, thank you for the question. I'm prepared to talk about the nursing crisis and well, that we have yeah. vaccine requirements across the board for well, a lot. Here's, of here's the problem. If you exclude everybody from being a nurse who believes in basic immunology, you're going to include a lot of smart people, people who believe that you can get immunity from both vaccination as well as infection. And if you say, well, we're just not going to take the people who believe in that old fashioned infection thing, providing immunity, we're only going to take the people who will do as they're told. I mean, do you think individuals should be traded the same uh, when they come to the emergency room? If you've got an 18 year old with chest pain and a 68 year old obese diabetic with chest pain, do you think they get treated the same in the emergency room? There are differences based on age. We used to always make differences even on the flu vaccine. We, 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 we advised it for people at risk. We've, we've done this forever. This is the first time we've done it, and we're now doing it with an experimental vaccine, one that's not been approved. Do you think that prior infection affects your immunity? Senator, I'm, I'm not, I don't make the choices about the vaccinations. That's at Johns Hopkins University. Right, course, but you're so. a leader at Johns Hopkins University, and you could well have your opinion stated Dr. Marty McCary is there, and Dr. Marty McCary has been very active in this. He has looked at the uh, incidence of myocarditis, and he says it's 28 times more likely to get myocarditis from the vaccine than from COVID for a particular cohort of young men. Uh, women it also applies to, but more men than women. I assume you have men and women in your nursing program. This is a big deal, and it might, it might affect. It affects the Marines. It affects everybody else. We finally fixed it with the Marines. We're not making them do it anymore. But the thing is, is you're at a, in a, an institution of higher learning. We should have questions. And I know sometimes we have to do as we're told, but you're also dean of the school. You have a voice. And we should be curious about things. In Britain, France, Germany, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, they don't have university mandates on this. Some countries don't recommend it for children at all. There really is a debate and discussion. You can have an opposite debate, but if you believe in choice, when something has a debate and there's arguments on both sides, you'd give people the choice. So the CDC did a study of a million patients. That's a pretty big study. It's an observational study, but it's a large study. And they asked, what are the chances that you will go to the hospital? And they divided it into different groups. One group was vaccination. And it showed a 20 times, and this has been repeated a lot, 20 times lowering of your rate of going to the hospital if you've been vaccinated. And I think most people accept that. Now, it doesn't stop transmission. So when you mandate this, you can't make any arguments about protecting other people. It's only about you at this point. 
But what they also found in this study of a million people was that people who had not been vaccinated but had been infected on a prior occasion by COVID were 57 times less to go, likely to go to the hospital. So it really, it isn't an argument against vaccination. I mean, you haven't been infected, you ought to be vaccinated, but you ought to have a choice. You're not giving people any choice. And actually this applies to all your universities, none of your universities, I think you all mandate three vaccines. And frankly, I think the literature actually shows it to be malpractice. That's why you should all have a voice in this. Um, a large study in Israel shows that the rate of myocarditis among vaccinated is about one in 3,000 to one in 6,000. There's another, another study that shows it's 40 times greater. So between 28 and 40 times. And this isn't an argument against vaccination. It's an argument for thinking and, and understanding that people of different ages could respond differently. And so my hope and what I would offer to all of you is that people should speak up. We are living in a world where everybody sticks their head in the sand and says, do as you're told, take three vaccines. And there are people with myocarditis that are seriously ill. Currently, I mean, think about this. Here's a question. Your 15-year-old kid has had, has had COVID, takes the vaccine, and has myocarditis enough to be hospitalized. What would you do? Would you give him another vaccine? Thank you. I'm, I'm not, I will take into consideration what you've said and I'll bring it back. To well, it's an individual questions. decision and you ought to be able to answer, at least be honest and look backwards. The thing is, is the CDC says if your kids had myocarditis, got sick and went to the hospital, as soon as he gets better, give him another one. I think most parents in the country would say that's a stupid idea and defies all common sense and they would resist this. But when the government tells you to do it and it's a really stupid idea that defies common sense, guess what? People lose trust in government. People, you, we want to have trust in the people running our medical schools and our nursing schools. But somebody needs to ask these questions. Dr. Marty McCary's doing it. Dr. Vinay Prasad's doing it out at UC San Francisco. And it's a growing movement. But I would hope that you all will open your minds to at least thinking about the choice of the individual in medicine. So the only thing I did not agree with him there is when he said that if you've not been infected, you should get vaccinated. That is not the case because he's only looking at it from the case of. I think he was just stating that that's what they're saying. If you, even if you haven't had it, you should get vaccinated, which you should not, which you should not, because if you haven't had it, then you don't fucking you're not you're like, I'm not going to say you're not at this, get point, it, at if this you, point. If you if you haven't had it, you're probably you never going to get it. Gonna get it. Like, yeah. like, I don't believe that I would have gotten it at all. No. Or Taylor, if yeah. either one of them. Well, me, no, because he worked with the You public. are five times more likely to get COVID post-vaccination than you are without it. Mm -hmm. And each vaccination you get increases your likelihood of getting uh, COVID. Like I said, I had the two. Yeah. And then when they said something about a booster, I was like, mm -mm, you mm. got me fucked up. I was like, the last two were fucking shit. I don't, nope, I'm not doing that. And then, like I said, then we got sick. And But I, like, they made we okay so he works for a good company i really i do stand behind i they are a good employer overall you know at home depot mm -hmm. it's a good company to work for but once again if they have had any form of government funding i don't see how home depot would be getting government funding however they know. do get um there's, you know, obviously certain guidelines that they have to meet, blah, 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 blah. You know, the government's involved in everything. It doesn't really matter. If I do. Big, if it's a big fucking corporation, oh, they're involved in something. Oh, we're going to get to that in just a second right? because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to wrap this all up and put a, a big pretty bow on it. But first, I want to play another clip for you because you said you, you like to know, you told me while, while Rand Paul was talking there that um, you like to know how everything works. I, I'm very picky about that. I was like, well, I can't. Okay, first of all, if I don't know, if I don't have enough information mm -hmm. on a subject, 
I will be the first one to tell you, I don't have enough information on this subject to have an opinion. I will not bullshit you and try to argue with you because I don't know what either. I like to see both sides of every argument because I'm just that person. I am the person that when I get fucked over, I put myself in the other person's position to understand why the fuck they did that. And then I feel bad for them. So that's me. I feel bad for assholes. So I have spent the last, but I have to know how everything fucking works. I have spent the last two and a half to three years now figuring out how the COVID vaccines work, how the jabs work. Um, in both a positive and a negative manner. And I have not been able to find a positive manner, but I have been able to find many negative of course. manners. So one of the people that um, I've listened to, and there's a lot, a lot of them, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny is mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, uh, so, so many different doctors that explain how it works, but Dr. Jessica Rose mm-hmm. is one and she is a, uh, she's a researcher, but she's a biologist and an immunologist. Okay. okay? okay. And and she's, she's like, she doesn't, she doesn't beat her on the bush. Oh, good. I like All right. That. Um, so she here is going to tell us how the lipid nanoparticles in the Moderna vaccine work. It's right there on the Cayman safety data sheet. So I, I used to have to order a lot of chemicals when I was in the biochemistry lab. And the first thing that you do is you check the safety data sheet to find out how you handle it, what you have to do to ship it, um, what PPE you need, et cetera. So I, I'm in the habit of doing that when I find something that I don't know the nature of. So these lipid nanoparticles produced by um, Pfizer and Moderna have, you know, they're the same, but they have slightly different recipes. So they're comprised of four different lipids each, uh, and one of those is a cationic lipid, highly charged uh, positive uh, lipid. And the Moderna product uses one called SM102. And if you pull up the safety data sheet uh, for this product, you'll you'll notice, and this is current, uh, that it clearly states that it's not for human use, and it's not even for veterinary use. It's it's for laboratory laboratory use only. And so I was like, okay, well, well, this can't possibly be the stuff that they're using um, in their lipid nanoparticle mixture. So I, I brought up the information for their product and indeed it's the same product. So I, I, my first question and my first thought is always the precautionary principle line of thinking. It's like, well, if it states on the safety data sheet that you shouldn't introduce this to humans or, or pets or animals. Um, and I, I imagine that means intravenously, right? Um, then wouldn't you want to kind of find out uh, in, in a large number of people what's going to happen and wait to see for a long time? This gets back to the safety testing aspect. I mean, Personally, I don't think we should be injecting anyone with these lipid nanoparticles. They have a long history of um, being tested, tried, very problematic. Um, and they, they have a known toxicity profile. This is one of the reasons why the technology hasn't been successfully utilized in humans on a large scale before now. So it raises more question marks about why the hell and how the hell, pardon my language, did both of these manufacturers manage to come up with a different cationic lipid that all of a sudden is safe? You know, the answer is they're not. Um, 
PEG is also questionable. This is another lipid that they use, both of them use in their formulations. Um, everyone's heard of uh, PEG producing anaphylactic uh, reactions from certain people, and this is definitely a problem. But uh, again, toxicity profiles, allergenic profiles are known uh, in the constituents of these lipid nanoparticles. And for those people who don't know, these are the packages or the modified mRNA, which are specifically modified to be very stable and durable. So they don't break down quickly, like we were told. And the LNPs are slippery and slidey and designed to, they basically go everywhere. They go everywhere. They bioaccumulate, they dump their payload wherever they land. And that could be in the ovaries, in the heart, in the liver, in the adrenal glands, in the spleen, in the brain, wherever they land, they're gonna dump their payload, which is this modified mRNA. And the cells are gonna start manufacturing mass amounts of protein, toxic foreign protein. So yeah, that was a long answer, but it, it's it's shocking to yep. me and it's still hard, it's hard to swallow. I, I you know, how, how do you tell people that the thing that that is, you know, comprising this thing that they're being injected with is not supposed to be being injected into humans? So that's how that works. Oh, no, I get it. I just, I, I said, it's the way that it's presented to people. You have to make that decision. You know? Well, some people, some people do blindly. I told you that I don't blindly follow anything. I knew from the start that I didn't want to get the fucking vaccine. I was like, nope, I don't want to do it. I, I haven't gotten it. I'm cool. Like, I work from home, whatever, you know, I'm whatever I'm doing. Actually, I wasn't working from home at the time, but still, I was, uh, you know, I didn't want to get it, but you know, I had to, and it was like, okay, well, if you don't get it, you know, it's just like with the nurses, you know, how many nurses lost their job because they didn't want to get COVID? Because guess what? They were the ones that were working in the emergency departments, taking care of these people. If they didn't fucking get it then, then they're not going to fucking get it. Oh yeah. I was working in the emergency department with those people in Seattle and I didn't get it until after I got the vaccine. So um, like literally, what was it? How? Hmm? Five months after the second vaccine? Is that when I... No. No, because we were in the house for... I don't remember how long we were in the house, but yep. Five months sounds about right because yeah. that's the average amount of time. Honestly, let me see. I have to say most people, the average amount of time that it takes for people to die after their booster is five months. Uno. Momento. Por favor. So, thank God you didn't get the booster. Um, no, I just got fucking going. No, I know. Uh ha. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I got the, oh no, it wasn't that. No, it was a little bit after Chris. Uh, I had the second vaccine in February of. It was Febu almost a year. February 13th of uh, 21 was the second vaccine. And then I actually got COVID in February of 22. Um, but like I was telling Taylor, I was like some of that stuff, like I had chalked it up to being like depression or whatever, because of all the shit that we had going on at the house you know, me and my strays and just stress, which is life because fucking, like I said earlier, we're not having a good time. It's just fucking expensive. It's stressful. I mean, life is expensive and stressful, <laughs> right? Bro, but it doesn't have to be just, I just want to go back to that. Like it doesn't have to be like, did you see that? Did I see, did you see the thing that I said I sent it to you? I may have sent it to you. Maybe. 
it was a picture. It was like a little, it was like a sign. It said, everybody grow a different type of food and let's get together and trade it. This way it's basically free to eat. Yes. And that's what well, are I, you basically that, for free? I know I posted it. On, so, I posted it on the farm page. That's what I did. Are you familiar with theirs? No, I, I probably am, but probably Okay, so theirs is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting yes. Uh -huh. System. Yes, okay. okay. All right. Yeah, I had to do some uh, reporting for them. So okay, yeah. all right. Excellent. Um, I mean, not directly. Like, I had to submit my reports for, uh, I was doing, um, for adverse events just for... Um, regular drugs. Regular drugs. Yeah, like yeah. Injectables. Yeah. Injectables. Okay. I was like, by right. or something like that. And it's, it's, not, it's not easy to put that paperwork in. It takes, like, what, 35, at least minimum 30 minutes right just every, for just every to, call. for yeah. just to navigate uh -huh. through the system to put in that report and ask it, all the questions it has to be signed off on mm -hmm. by a doctor mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. like any tom tom dick or joe off the street cannot put in a VAERS report right okay mm -hmm. all right so the cdc set up VAERS specifically in 1986 from the act of 1986 that um that gave blanket liability to uh, big pharma for childhood vaccines. Mm -hmm. You know that they just put the COVID vaccine on the childhood immunization schedule. Okay. And uh, that dumb white bitch, Walensky, uh, Walensky said that they, yeah, you used it. I know it's I did it just for you. Um, but she said when she was asking Congress, she specifically said that they put it, Oh, I'm so glad you gave me the opportunity to, to clear the record on that. Well, we only put it on the record or on the, the childhood immunization schedule so that, um, uh, underinsured children or uninsured children will still have access to the vaccine so that children on Medicare and Medicaid. Yeah, they don't get, well, they'll get well, Medicare may, if they're uh, disabled. Fine, Medicaid. Medicaid. Yep. Yep. But it's the same. Well, or, you know, a Georgia Peach Care or whatever it, it, is. What it is. If it's any form of government, government health care because yes. they're, you know, or Obamacare or whatever it is. Whatever the Affordable Health mm -hmm. Care Act. The real reason that they put it on there was to give it blanket liability, blanket immunity from liability. Right. Okay, because any 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 immunization on the childhood immunization schedule, if a child has any adverse reaction to it, you cannot sue the company for it. You remember when? Uh, and of course, you don't because you don't watch okay, the news. So first of all, that is that is because every political aspect of this country is run by pharmaceutical companies and funded exactly. by them. Exactly. That is exactly Hold on. why that is. Wait, there. wait, wait. Oh, I'm going to get, Oh, actually it's, this is bigger than that, but I want to get to various right real quick. Okay. So, um, anyway, so we, we, the base, you can't just put in a VAERS report. All right. So the CDC uses VAERS as a signaling tool, right? Mm -hmm. Prior to the COVID vaccine, um, the, uh, um, the freaking vaccine for teenage girls. Oh, the uh, Gardasil. Yes, Gardasil. Gardasil. It's not just for girls, by the way. No, I know it's for boys okay. too. But um, yeah, for HPV. HPV. Thank mm -hmm. you, HPV. Which I had HPV and it fucking sucked. But it was well before the Gardasil vaccine. Thank right. God. Didn't have that shit. Yeah. Anyway, um, but Gardasil had more reactions in VARES than mm -hmm. any previous vaccine before the COVID vaccine. Now the COVID vaccine has, has had significantly more reported reactions to VAERS than every other vaccine in there combined for the history of the vaccination program. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I'm absolutely sure. But the CDC says, oh, no, 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 no. That's just, you know what? We're, we're not even looking at that. We don't care. What the fuck do you mean you're not looking at that? Okay. So let me show you the most recent numbers from VAERS. And mind you, it has been proven 
through many, many, many studies that this is, that's the database that I Mm -hmm. used to have to go in and report uh, all of the vaccines that we administered Mm -hmm. at the pharmacy in retail. I had to go in there. This is the computer wasn't smart enough to underreported by a figure of between 99% to 40%. Okay. Mm -hmm. Between 40 and 99% under reporting. Mm -hmm. So basically you can take any of these numbers and multiply them by almost two by, by 40. Mm -hmm. Or oh yeah, ninety nine, ninety nine, yeah, right, a mm-hmm. hundred. Like multi, add two zeros to all of that. So this is as of and mind you, of course, there is a a reporting lag because it takes three to six months for these reports to process all the way through from the time you put them in and actually show up in the system. I call bullshit. I work in a pharmacy where we had to put the information into VAERS mm-hmm. for the patient and you could instantly go in. Her doctor's office could go mm-hmm. in and see it. So I don't want to fucking hear that. But now in order to put in a COVID adverse reaction. Oh, of course they're going to fucking, they're, it, they're trying to kill us It off. has to go through the seat. It has to be approved. They have to double check it. It goes through all of this fucking rigmarole. And even ones that have been approved are now being deleted. The most serious adverse reactions, like people will put in their reports and they'll get the number. Like you said, you know, you see it immediately, but it doesn't show up in this system in the overall reporting database immediately because it all has to be verified. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they're deleting some of the most serious ones. But as of right now, what made it through the system for the COVID vaccine, 34,478 deaths, 192,755 hospitalizations, 146,706 urgent care visits, 225,633 doctor's office visits, 10,411 cases of anaphylaxis. That's an immediate immediate allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. 16,755 cases of Bell's palsy, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like a mini stroke almost Mm -hmm. like you can't, the muscles in your face don't work properly. It takes a really long time for that to come back. 4,930 miscarriages, 18,649 heart attacks, 26,504 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis, 63,660 people permanently disabled, 8,526 cases of thrombocytopenia or low platelets, 36,724 cases of life-threatening illness, 42,245 of severe allergic reactions, and 15,469 of shingles. Oh, yeah. But the thing is with the shingles, this is crazy. This This isn't normal shingles that's popping up. People are being hospitalized by for like three months. Because Okay, because they're both a virus. Yeah. They're both a virus and they're attacking each other. And guess who gets, guess who gets fucked over? On you, that? Do. you do. You like, do. They are fighting each other because the, they want because, to see who gets to eat Well, because first. the jab has completely destroyed your body's immunity to anything that you previously had. So if you had chicken pox when you were a kid and you built up a natural immunity, the jab has gone in and just shut that down. I swear that that's it, what happened. No, it did happen. You know how I know that? Because the two scientists, <sighs> motherfucker got a fucking Nobel prize for figuring out how to turn off your immune system to let the COVID vaccine override it. The thing is they never turned it back on. You know what they use to turn off your immune system? HIV. Oh, that makes sense. Because HIV shuts down your immune system. It was a really smart virus. It can be genetically modified. And well, it was also created. So well, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's actually yeah. highly intelligent. Yes. So yes, it shut down. It literally turned. It's like an off switch for immune system. It's like, it's like fucking turning off the, the, I the light. Wonder, okay. So I'm just going to throw That's why out now you can get question. sick from a fucking cold that you got when you were nine and you have no more immunity to it and no ability to fight it off whatsoever. Right. 
So I, I'm I'm saying this right now. Of course, you're going to lose my train of thought because I'm a little stoned. But okay, we'll get back to that when the fuck. Oh, oh, it's 4:20. Actually, speaking of, speaking of, okay. I obviously don't need to be any more stoned now. Made me lose my train of thought. I know, and Heather's not that familiar with Justin. You know, we all love Justin, especially Mick and I. And James and everyone who knew him, honestly, everyone adored Justin. Plus, you all. Oh. oh, is that the that's the one? Wait till you that's, see that's, him. He's so white. Right. Your taste. Oh my god. He, yes, he is definitely my white guy type for fucking sure. Remember, mm-hmm. that's the guy that I told you that I was like. We're, oh, we're gonna do friend? a little. We're gonna do a little four twenty with Justin right now. Even though we're a little late. My apologies, Justin. I still love you. Now, as you're settling into your meditation state, Such I'd like to think voice. about have you think about all the the horrible things that Joe Biden has done to this country. And when you breathe deep, take that deep breath all the way in, all the way into the lungs. And as you exhale, say, fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. Again, oh, all the way in. Shit. Think about the gas prices, the inflation, the rent prices, and all in the breath out, all the way out, all the way out, out. It's fuck Joe Biden. Agree with that. I want you to remember, as we fade to black here, and the screen just gives you a nice calm picture of a black screen. Very shortly, you won't have a screen. You won't have electricity. Any of the worries of this common world. You'll be fed. You'll be clothed. And you will be loved. Because remember, the government loves you. Yeah. Oh, Agenda 21 is what you need. Again, now breathe in all the way in. Oh, deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. And on the way out, what do we say? Fuck Joe Biden. Biden. Oh, that was good shit. Oh, I know. We do love us some Justin. It's really rare that I actually laugh out loud. Like, I might think something's funny. It's very rare. Um, oh, all right. We're yeah. a little 420 smoke out of a bowl for Justin, not the bong. Mick has the bong out on the porch, I think. Probably. Anyway. I can't believe you made me forget what I was going to fucking say. Okay. So. We've been talking this whole time about how Big Pharma runs everything and they're the ones all, you know, doing all this nasty shit to us and all that. What if I told you? But it wasn't actually Big Pharma. I'd be hard-pressed to believe that. What if I told you it was the Department of Defense this entire time? I mean, that would make sense. I said the government. Okay. Think about it. And I, I might have had a little more internal perspective on this being in military healthcare, right? Or utilizing military healthcare. Of course, I don't work in healthcare. I do a lot of research, medical research, but I don't actually work in healthcare. But we do utilize military healthcare since Mick is a veteran. Um and we pay fucking $500 a year for the whole family, for everything. <laughs> Healthcare is a fucking scam. It's such a ripoff, people. Yeah. I can't even begin to tell you. I pay more than that out of my paycheck. People pay that. People pay in a month what we pay in a year for healthcare absolutely, for the entire family. Absolutely. I, I, it actually, because I, I do it. I, I, pay, I don't make very good money. I pay $50 <laughs> a month and I have no copay, no no prescription costs, no, it's 100% covered, everything. Fucking suck. I know, right? For all oh, four of us. Fucking suck it, bitch. Well, this is what happens when, you know, you, you 
are willing to well, sacrifice you know your life for your country. They could be doing a whole lot fucking better than that. They I'm could. sorry. So, however, you know, um, I do support my people. That's fine. But you know, it's funny when when we went to Jamaica two years ago, right? That was. Oh, that, I didn't go that. Way. No, no, no. You didn't go on that one. Uh, you went the year before with us for my 40th birthday. Yes. Yeah. Um, before all this craziness, but mm-hmm. we went to Jamaica. We had to get a COVID test in order to get on the plane. We had to have a negative COVID test, right? So stupid. So, of course, I didn't want to fucking pay for it. So I called up, you know, called up the military clinic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know, how do I get a COVID test? Like, I just, I needed to travel. And they said, oh, you have to go to the Civic Center. They've got a drive through I was do. like, I've what? been there. I had to do wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? I have to go to the Civic No, I'm military health care. I should not have to go. No, no. All of our people are down there running the Civic Center COVID testing site. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the military was doing it then. Okay. The military cannot. And that struck me as funny right there because the military is not allowed to operate on U.S. soil outside of service members for healthcare or anything else unless it's a military operation. So, okay. So that struck me well, as well. Yeah, no, a, no, absolutely. The, mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the COVID testing and the COVID vaccine mm-hmm. is all funded by the government. So that is a military operation. It was all, not only was it funded by the government, but honey. All of it. Like the testing. Everything. Everything, the testing, the, everything, all of it, like everything, because it didn't matter if you I have had contracts. Or not. I've seen the it didn't contracts. Matter if you had insurance or not. You got that vaccine for Correct. free. Correct. Yeah, no, Correct. absolutely. Every, all, Correct. every aspect because of that was the from DOD the developed it at Fort Detrick starting in 2005. Mm-hmm. And then they pushed it over to the University of North Carolina that the um, research triangle there with Ralph Barrick. That makes me so sad. I know. And then in, in 2012, I believe when Obama um, then said, uh, no, we, we really can't do gain of research, gain of function research. It, it really is, you know, it really is too dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, they, they just offshored it to the virus production to Wuhan and the vaccine production I believe to Ukraine mm-hmm. to the bioweapons labs that we have there because it is a bioweapon. It's not no, a vaccine. No, it has been a bioweapon from the entire time. No, okay. I, I said that. The government contracted Pfizer and Moderna to make this product that they had already developed. Pfizer and Moderna did not develop this. The <laughs> government developed it and they gave the formulation to right. Pfizer and Moderna. And I can prove it. Hold on one second. Okay, so, on second. Okay. okay. So what I was going to say was, is that it and there is no natural occurring virus that is that fucking smart. No, there's no natural there's, occurring virus anyway. There's no natural like the Mm-mm. that virus was designed by man to evolve. Uh, yes, and I think when it doesn't evolve fast enough they force it. In fact, we just learned that um you know uh, do you know Project Veritas at all? I've heard James of O'Keefe. That. Okay. Mm-hmm. He just got ousted from his board because oh, yeah, DJ DJ Yeah, because um Basically, he uh, exposed Pfizer. He got, or it was a Pfizer setup. Actually, it was a government setup to to pull him down and the whole the whole thing. But um, he got a Pfizer director to admit that they were um, deliberately producing variants in order to try and stay ahead with the vaccines. Okay, it doesn't even use doing gain of function research at Pfizer in order to produce variants so that they could create the vaccines for, for the, the variants. variants. Mm-hmm. Because they anticipated the variances that were going to be coming from that vac- from that virus right. in the first place because they are the ones that genetically programmed it that way. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Um, 
this is kind of blurry. And I, I have the, I've seen the original contract here, but so Brooke Jackson is a Pfizer whistleblower. All right. She, mm-hmm. she ran a, uh, a, a, tri- a clinical trial mm-hmm. or worked in a clinical trial, uh, facility for, you know, they subcontract them all out. They're not actually done by Pfizer. No, absolutely. And she was blowing the whistle because it was like the most poorly run clinical trial ever. It was all a fucking sham. It was all a show. All right. Right. It was just the minimum, Mm -hmm. the minimum requirement. So now she is suing them. Okay. (laughs) All right. And trying to expose this. Well, they've done a motion. They've, they've put up a motion to dismiss. Um, and these Pfizer contracts came out in discovery on Brooke Jackson's case, which is how I have a co- copy mm-hmm. of them. Um, Sasha Lachapova was kind enough to give me access, Mick and I access so that Mick could take a look at them and help her decipher them. Him having, you know, some experience looking at government right. contracts. Right. So listen to this. It's a legal defense. Um, there, you know, if you maybe heard about Brooke Jackson's case in the U.S., uh, she's suing Pfizer under False Claims Act that they defrauded the government. Well, Pfizer already uh, filed motion to dismiss. The case hasn't been dismissed yet, uh, but F- Pfizer already in court stated that please dismiss this case, Judge. We did not defraud the government. We delivered the fraud that the government ordered. <laughs> We did not defraud the government. We delivered the fraud that the government ordered. They delivered the product that the government gave them very specific instructions on how to. And now, and that's why they don't give a shit about how many people are dying because that was their intention. Right. right? From the, from the very beginning, it doesn't matter how many people die. As far as they're concerned, the more, the better. It doesn't matter how many reports show up in bears. It doesn't matter how many lawsuits we bring against them. It, it really, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter how many doctors stand up at this point it doesn't matter because it's the government doing it it's not it's it's, they they are the head of the snake here but this but this is my this this is my constant argument Mm -hmm. because we let them because we let them exactly the only thing that we can do now is say no 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 the only thing that we could do now is quit being fucking dumb and hating each other and getting these motherfuckers out of office that is what we were supposed to be how do we do that written into our constitution that as Americans, we are allowed to uprise against our government. Actually, that's written into the Declaration of Independence. Whatever it's written into. Oh, which they don't even teach anymore. I know they don't. They don't. Still. I just... um... It is legitimate like that. That was Here the reason is. why that was put in there. Okay. So Here. this shit didn't fucking happen. Here, I'm, I'm going to read it to y'all. In case you've never heard the Declaration of Independence. Okay. This is how... This, this is the ultimate red pill right here. And and I named this episode the ultimate red pill because I, I think the jab is the thing that is going to bring all of us together. Honestly, it is the one thing that wakes people up regardless of political affiliation because it like affects people, true. but it affects people on an individual basis. I, well, it doesn't wake everybody up, but I think it's the only thing capable of waking people up because when it affects you personally, then you're like, oh, fuck. Oh no, absolutely. I think that that's true. I feel like it's the same. It's, that's just how we are. Like not how we are. It has to affect you personally in order to really matter. All of the things that I want to do 
and all the things that I want you to do with me is something that affects me personally. Yeah. That's exactly how it is. You cannot have sympathy for anything or if it you don't know, you've never felt it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you've never felt a loss, if you've never been hurt, if you don't have any idea, like you, yeah. if you've never experienced something, there's no way for you to. Really and I know it. that one of the reasons that you want me to do this, this project with you is because I am a survivor of domestic violence. Yes. And I can help people get through that. And right. it's something I've spoken about a very, very little bit on the Patriot Party podcast, right. maybe true conspiracy, but you know, I, I was in an abusive relationship. I, 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 I've had this shit beaten out of me on multiple occasions and I got out. Um, I got out before I got killed. That was basically what it came down to. Cause I, it was, it was close. It was right there okay. more than once. Um, but I was completely, but that was when I couldn't find you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was, and I was cut off from my friends, my family. He deliberately mm -hmm, they do that. That's cut they do. me off from my friends and my family and moved, we moved across the country and mm -hmm. I had very That's little support, do. nothing. And it was, that was it. And and I am stronger for having gotten through that it. That is that is true that you have to. And I do believe that it, I do. Mm -hmm. I know that I want to fight against all of these things because it just really shouldn't have to happen to people. Yeah. However, I do believe that the things that happen to us happen to us to make us who we are. Because if we didn't go through those things, if if I, if it was either I moved out of my mom's house or I went to prison for fucking killing her, mm -hmm. it, it I, you know, you have to make that decision. Yeah. Right. There's nothing you can do. Like I, I had to make that decision at a very early age that it was like, it was either her or me. And I would be goddamn if that was, if I was, she was going to be the reason why I went to fucking prison. You yeah. know what I mean? That was just not going to happen, but it's the same thing. It's like either you have to, you have to pick yourself and it's hard. And a lot of people can't do that. And they don't realize how hard it is. Even if, and they're like, a lot of people are like, oh, they stayed for the kids. Hi, I did that. Right. It's not fucking worth it. It's a fucking lie. All of that. The kids know. The kids know. They feel everything. Yeah. Like literally everything. I have to tell you, and when I when I say that my mom is a huge fucking piece of shit, she's literally the devil's mother-in-law. Not fucking. Lying she's to in you. hell right now the, as I'm, the devil's mother-in-law. Not even kidding. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And because I've done so much work on my mental health in the last twenty years, mm -hmm. and significantly more when I was single. I was single for ten years, right? Yeah. Um, and that was when I, you know, moved all over the country and did all these different, you know all kinds of different things because i wanted to see what felt like home because nothing ever really felt like home right mm -hmm. well that's because i didn't really have one but um like that was what made me strong enough to do those things what she put me through is what made me strong enough to do those things yeah right oh but yeah. now i don't i mean don't get me wrong obviously i fucking hate her but i feel sorry for her oh yeah i feel sorry for her because she didn't know how to love us properly because she wasn't loved properly and she had mental health issues because you know goddamn well that bitch was fucking nuts. Oh yeah, that bitch was insane. <laughs> she was batshit motherfucking crazy. Oh, yeah. There was no fucking doubt about it. I I swear I saw the fucking devil in her. That bitch was fucking. Well, there and was no you way. you were able to break that generational I cycle of abuse so hard at that. Like, and that it's something that we that we need to teach. It. Absolutely, I'm still working on it. Like those are like obviously, like I say, like all of my anxiety and everything that I was not addressing or even knew how, like I knew mm -hmm. I had it. I just didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to work on it. I didn't, I never thought that I was the terp. I'm not the type of person that needs to talk to a stranger about my problems. Cause guess what? I will fucking let every single person know if they ask me a fucking question and I don't fucking hold anything back. I have zero fucking filter because you know what? Something that I say to you might motivate you to get your fucking shit together. Right? Yeah. And I helped, I don't know if I told you, I helped this lady over the past week. They bought my washing machine. Right. Okay. Right. So, yeah. and she didn't have a truck and I 
So I, I brought it over. Which, to are her. you taking my dryer home with you today? I might. Yeah. Good. You can get the husband. Please get that shit off my fucking front porch. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she also needed a dryer. She also lost her job and totaled her car. She lost her job because she totaled her car and her son was in the hospital. They like. Whatever. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So she lost her job. And I felt horrible. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel bad for her. Like that is a run of bad luck right there. Right? I was like, that's the kind of shit that happens to me. Cause when shit gets fucked up in my life, like it's all, it fucked, all, right? all it, when it rains, of so, course, there's a reason for that thing. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, I have to get a dryer. Um, I said, I have to get a dryer from my friend, Vanessa, that matches the fucking washing machine that she gave me. I yep. said, and I have to fix it, you know, because I'm going to put the fucking new heating element in it and, yep. and be good to go. Right. I said, I'll just give you my dryer. Because mm-hmm. she was like, oh, how much are you going to charge me for a dryer? And I was like, I'll just give it to you. She's like, no, you don't have to do that. I was like, you know what? And then a couple of days later, I was like, you know, it was for last weekend. I was like, bro, I was like, there's no way I'm getting over to Vanessa's this weekend to get that fucking dryer and get that shit fixed before fucking I need. This bitch needs a dryer. She, the, the gnats are out and she was drying her shit outside. I felt oh, terrible, Jesus, right? the gnats are so bad. So I got on Facebook and market and I found a free fucking dryer and I went and I picked it up and I brought it to her. Right. And she's like, oh my God, I can't take this from you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bitch, it was fucking free. Like, I didn't, hey. I was like, it just cost me like gas money. I was like, I didn't, I don't even fucking want that. I was like, just fucking here. You needed it. You can have it. Like, I didn't, like, whatever. She didn't, and then she like kept messaging me. She's like, I don't know what your story is. She's like, but I feel like it's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's nothing. I was like, you just need to pay it forward. Everybody's story is powerful because everybody's, we all have a fucking story. Because right? everybody, and honestly, everybody has their shit. I say, it all I the think. Time. People that have survived trauma in whatever way, shape or form, whether it was domestic abuse, you know, with a, a, a partner in a relationship well, um, or it's all domestic or abuse, a, just a so parent you know or a, exactly. It's all it's domestic all abuse. Domestic. It always you know is. Somebody? Yeah. Or, but, but, or even combat or mm-hmm. a horrific car accident or any kind of trauma. I think people that have survived trauma and come through it stronger are the ones that right now are, are leading the great awakening as we call it. Right. I think unless you've gone through some kind of trauma, no, there's no way for anybody to help. You, you, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't wake up you can't, unless you've gone through trauma. Like you are, you are going to forever be a fucking sheeple. You are going to forever be a fucking sheeple unless you've ex- actually survived some trauma because you can't actually appreciate the really good and understand the need to fight for the really good unless you've experienced the really bad. Oh, no. But I also believe uh, that there's balance. There's oh, no, yeah. you, it can't all be shit, right? No, there ha- there there's ha- always an equal you know and opposite you know reaction. I, you know yes. how I feel about like, you know, I believe in energy and like what yes, you, what we all you do. put yep. out in the world is what you fucking get back. I don't care what, who, when, where, how, what the fuck you believe in. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Right. Whatever you put out. And if, and my son, always yells at me. He's like, mom, I was like, I don't want it fucking done to me. I said, I'm not, he's like, just cut that guy off. And I'm like, I would be pissed if somebody did that to me. I'm yep. like, so I don't do that. He's like, but they're going to do it to you anyway. I was like, but it was, it's not my fucking karma. Yeah. Like I am, I am the most verbally fucking horrible fucking verbal driver, but I am not aggressive. Okay. I talk a lot of fucking shit, mm-hmm. but I am I am not an aggressive driver. All right. Well, the the people who talk the most shit, oh, that's ever me. was our founders. Yes, they were. So as we close out here, because we we're going on pushing three hours now. Yeah. If, I mean, we can talk forever. You know, I we've been best friends our entire lives. We can talk forever, or not at all. It's the fucking best. We can sit mm-hmm. in the same room for hours and say nothing. Nothing. It's fantastic. It's the best. Anyway. And we can go for years without talking and then get sit down and, and it was like we talked yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which has happened before, yeah, but, right. uh, you know, or, or we talk every day or we talk once a week or, you know, whatever. Anyway, some friendships you have to maintain more. We don't have to, we don't have to, no. we don't have to do it. No. I, have, I have very few people like that. So mm -hmm. you and Courtney really like, I've no, no fucking issue. Yeah. You for 40 years this year and her for 30 years this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the declaration of independence in Congress, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands, which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and ignoring its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object invinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forgiven, I'm sorry, he has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance, unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinqu relinquish the rights of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. 
He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with men, manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such disillusions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose, obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriation of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislators. He has effected to render the military independent and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. For quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, for spending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death Desolation and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy of the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captain on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, all to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us. He has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people, nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislator to an extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnet 
magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in general Congress, assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. They are absolved from an allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the states of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. And that as free and independent states, they have full power to levy war, conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And there were 56 signatures on the declaration. How much of what I just read do you see parallel? Oh, yeah. What's going on today? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is why they don't teach this in school anymore. Well, that's why I brought it up. I know. Like when I went to school, we did the Pledge of Allegiance. We stood for the National Anthem. We did all that stuff when I was in school, right? And you know what? I actually loved it, mm -hmm. right? Like that was probably the only thing I did like doing in school. Um, but I think, and that's weird because I was really young at that time. But uh, but that I think is because I we were we were taught different. Like yes, I hated going to school. Yeah. My grades act sucked actual donkey dick. I swear to God, it, they were terrible. But it wasn't because I didn't know what I was doing. It was because I was bored and I didn't care. But I paid attention in history and that's why I brought that up. Yeah. Because that's a big, that's a, like, that's something that is that literally we what very, we, that's what we learned. This is our duty. This is our, our but duty. But they don't teach that anymore. No, they don't. They don't teach, like our generation, I'm pretty sure was, it was the, the last, last generation one. that yeah. had this. Yes. Yes, I know. How many people have heard the Declaration of Independence read before? Seriously, or read it because it does greatly parallel what we're seeing today, what we're going through today. Like, I mean, Joe Biden is about to abdicate our sovereignty to the WHO in times of a pandemic. The, 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 the new WHO treaty is being signed this week, next week. I think it's going on right now. He is literally giving over all of our independence to the WHO. And then what are they going to do? They're immediately going to declare a pandemic and fucking try and take over. Good luck with that. I just, I, you know how I am. I'm like, I know. I'm trying to keep it together right I now because I'm getting fucking heated. I know. I know. I, I get so heated about this, but you know, I, I realize because you don't watch the news. Right. And I, I mean, I, I mean, you don't, you don't really, but listen, <laughs> I've spent the last three years digging into COVID, the jab, that what they're trying to do to us. Okay, and so I just wanted to be really clear because I have been on the this side of healthcare yeah. with 
so I'm very privy to all of like what's going on that way. Yeah. But as far as the government things go, you know how I feel. I think I don't, I don't care who they are. They're all fucking pieces. Of They're shit. all fucking pieces They're of shit. They're all pieces but, of shit. Every fucking last one of them are yes. going to tell you what they want to fucking hear. You're going to fucking vote for them because you're fucking stupid. And then they're going to do whatever the fuck they want to do anyway, because guess what? Big pharma and them are together doing this shit to us, to all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pe- my, my family didn't come from Ireland for this shit. Yep. Absolutely. We did not come here for this. No, that's what the we're escaping British rule then too. Yes, because the Irish were the first slaves. Yeah. So, yes, I know. <laughs> Don't get me started there either. I know. I you know, know. You can get me but, going on pretty much anything. And Taylor's that's what Taylor says. He's like, why do you always have to bring up and give me a history lesson? And I'm like, because it's important that you fucking know this shit. So you know why it's fucking important? It's because because history repeats itself. History, and if you don't know your history, it. you cannot stop it. Right. You cannot. Exactly. So they're making stupid children. They're making children stupid. They're, they're yes, because they're taking away all of our rights. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, we had shitty fucking eighties parents, but at least we weren't fucking dumb. Like, we, our parents didn't hide us from anything. No, in fact, but, you I know, mean, I, I know some people's parents did, right? But not our parents. I mean, I was I had I, no fucking bubble. There was no Heather got to do watch and see what fuck ever she wanted. She whatever it was, it didn't matter. I think I was like what three or four when I first watched The Exorcist. I would do all like I was just whatever they did. I was like it. five watching fucking the right. the living or the Walking of the Living Dead yeah, or the, like, oh, the Night of like, the Living Dead. My, yeah, like, fuck my yeah. My parents never fucking. No, they didn't fuck, they nope. definitely didn't fucking figure. Dude, out I used to go to your mouth. house to watch horror movies. It was hysterical. It was did, so much fun. Time? Yeah, like, they were okay, so they, funny. They, we used to make fun of them. They were fun. They were fun. Like when it came to stuff like that, because they were so cheesy and campy. I mean, they were so bad. We all know. Right, but you know what? I still fucking love them. I will still sit down and watch a fucking uh nightmare on elm street fucking marathon with no fucking problem because i'm like, damn oh, skippy it reminds me when i was young exactly and then i tell taylor that i saw you know i was like oh i remember when this came out and he looks at me and i'm like get the fuck out of my room I <laughs> but um <sighs> yeah now they are making kids some i was so i was with, really are. I was with our, that's where i was headed with the whole i was with our with kid that. uh i was we were driving in the car the other day he was driving and you were talking about Did something. Did you think they're on time? Yeah. Um, but we were thinking, <laughs> yeah, well, well, I make him, no, there's fu- fucking cops everywhere. I I'm mean, like, dude, know, can you drive the speed like, limit? Bro, you can, you can step on the gas just a little bit. Yeah, no, I'm always like, telling him to slow down. fucking waiting for us and she fucking, I was like, yeah, we gotta go. I'm always telling him to slow down. But anyway, but I, I don't know, I, he was telling me about something and I was like, man, I was thinking about the things that I did when I was 16 right. or the things I had done by the time I was right. his age. And I was like, I looked at him, I was like, I really have kept you sheltered, haven't I? Uh, Vanessa, I just want to say this to you. Super strict parents create super fucking sneaky kids. No, I know. Just, I just like to say that because. No, I know. You know, I mean, I'm not that. We were fucking assholes. Strict with him, but. Um, we were fucking assholes. It just doesn't really have an opportunity and you know, the world's so fucked. I, I know. I don't like, no, I don't want to keep him in a bubble. Like I want him to know that the world is fucked. No, I know that. And I he definitely, him. I mean, I he knows the world is fucked, but I also no, don't want I, him to go get fucked up by the world when right. he's 16. Right. Right. No. But I, t- I told him that like when he was at my house that, you yeah. know, that night, I was like, I was like, I think it's a good idea because me and your parents have very similar views on things on some things I yep. said, but I am very of a different mindset when it comes to other things. I said, so I think it's really good for you. Like, this is like, fuck, this is our family. These are our kids. And when I was 16, I was getting ready to go to college, quite honestly. So, right. you know, I'm seven, like, I honestly, now that he's 16, like when he gets his license, like, I don't give a fuck, go fucking do what you want. I don't really care. You know, don't fucking kill anybody. Like, or, or get killed. And if you're going to do some stupid shit, do it at home. Yes. And please don't get your girlfriend pregnant yet. Yeah, don't do that. 
Yeah. That's I said that's what that was the speech that I had with DJ. And he was, I was he what did he say? I was like, you know what, there's way worse. He was like 13. I was like, there's way worse things out there. He had just I just picked him up from his first school dance. Mm-hmm. And he and he was so excited. He was like 13 and he told me that he uh guess what, mom? I danced. I was like, oh, that's good. And he's like, with a girl. And I said, DJ, I wouldn't have cared if you danced with a boy. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. Right. So I always get that. I don't fucking care. Do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever. Right. And I was like, so, but now I'm like, oh, fuck. Now he's telling me to fucking dancing with girls. Here we fucking go. Right. So I don't have to look at him. I'm driving. Right. And I'm like, tell him, I was like, you know what, DJ? I said, I, I think, I think it's really important that I tell you that uh, getting a girl pregnant is not the worst thing out there. I was like, so if you think that you're going to do something, you really need to use condoms. I was like, because there's herpes and all this other shit. And I used to educate all of his little fucking friends about how they can well, get hey, that stuff. Now, okay, wait, 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 wait. Right. I said, and he was like, all that stuff was around when you were a kid, mom. And I was like, you're right. And I'm so lucky. I just got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, but now if you don't want to get someone pregnant, just, you know, hook up with someone that's jammed. Right. Because mm-hmm. very unlikely. Anyhow, all right, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, I'm gonna be back next week at 2 p.m. I will hopefully be finishing up my greenhouse. Yep. So I can send a picture. Yep. I'm gonna go to your house early in the morning oh, next week. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to your house early in the morning so that I can be back here to do the show at two. But it's we'll see. primarily gonna be videos that I'm, you know, the gardening that I've done. Actually, uh, Heather and I were talking about it earlier. Um, rather than do my garden in in rows and beds, I'm I'm thinking I might do a spiral Fibonacci spe- sequence, and I'll show you guys why next week. So um, it'll be fun. Uh, tomorrow, of course, is True Spiracy, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. We are going to go over the first book of Enoch. That'll be Mick and I. So Church Sunday tomorrow at one o'clock, and. Uh, Huh? Yeah. And that's why I don't come on Sunday. <laughs> we don't always do church Sundays. Last week we did time traveling Nazis, and that was fun. It was actually, I, I think, that. the most watched I show we've ever had. Doubt. You know that, what? That was the most popular show we've ever done. UFOs, time traveling Nazis, and Ingersoll Lockwood. That was the name of the title of last week's Truespiracy. Yep. yep. So anyway, but oh, uh, by the way, Book of Enoch it's tomorrow. Not very different. Hmm? It's not very different what we have going on here right now. That, that's what we're talking about. That's literally what we, that was the premise it's of it. It's not different. It's no. different. It, it is that. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's, it's exactly what that is. So yeah. Time traveling Nazis. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so, um, yeah. All right. So we are going to get out of here. Heather will be back with me in two weeks and, uh, who knows what we'll talk about then. Um, maybe you'll teach me to knit. Oh, I can totally do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll have to. And that. we'll, we'll talk about the, the, um, we'll talk about mental health. In two That's weeks. I know. Some, I'll send you some stuff. Okay. I have some stuff that I like to talk about. All right. So for V Lynn and Bye, Heather, guys. I'm a bum. Sorry. Thanks for watching, y'all. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. I don't wanna act too high and mighty because tomorrow I may fall down on my face. Lord, thank you for sunshine. Thank you for rain. Thank you for joy, thank you for pain. It's a beautiful day, it's a beautiful day. So thank you for sunshine, thank you for rain.
Every single.